And welcome to another episode of the Computer Game Show, brought to you by Spong.com. My name's David Turner. I'm here with James Farley. Hello. Matt Murray. Hello. And uh, no Sean again this week. He's still waiting for that internet to be turned on. So we've got an old friend back on the podcast. It's Chet Roivas. Hello. Where the fuck have you been? Elsewhere. Doing what? Something else. I don't trust you in the slightest. Roger. <laughs> uh yeah so um i we've we've got our old mate chet back on uh it's been a nightmare because he's been asking non-stop questions throughout the week that that's just i mean honestly no one's given us this much grief le- leading up to a show chet. Well, it, it wasn't grief you asked me to come on yeah and i thought great I, i've got a couple of games lined up that i'm gonna be playing so why not and then yeah Late last week, in a tone that's best described as megalomaniacal, you started talking about the wild success of this program and the amazing download figures and everything. I just said, hey, if you want to get someone else on, go ahead. But then you were just like, whoa. (laughs) I'm not even referring to that. I'm referring to the fact that even today you asked us, what happens if one of us needs to go to the toilet? And (laughs) I'm like, mate, honestly, Harry's less work than this. (laughs) To be fair, that is a question I've always wondered about, but I've been too scared to ask. Hold on, so what have you been doing if you needed to go to the toilet during a recording? You, have you, you just really pissed yourself and doing a wee wee? Has the sales of uh, uh, adult nappies gone up since we started recording this podcast, James? Is that what you're saying? No, no, there's there's contingency plans, but I'm not getting into that now. No, we are getting into that now. What are the contingency plans? What have you been doing? I've been not drinking before the show, is what's been going on. You've been trying to... It's not a joke. It's a long time. It's like two hours. <laughs> you can't. You can hold it in for two hours. I'm surely. constantly drinking. Yeah, if I don't the drink show. loads, I'm a lot older than you are. It's uh, you know. You're not that much older. You acted like you're a sixty-year-old. You don't just sit there pissing constantly, dear. <laughs> not two yet, hours. Mate. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm getting bad. I'll admit that. But um, no, I'm not. Do you have to get up in the night? Uh, no, actually, recently not. But then. Like, I don't want to get into this. This but is the whole thing. Sleep for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I want to get into this. You don't have to get. You don't have to get up in the middle of the night. I don't believe that. If you're so worried about, no, a no, podcast, it's, it's, you see, look, like, you're totally misrepresenting this. It's like it's not worried about. No, it. It's not. just like I'm just that's just another to thing you've told me. It's just another thing you don't want to have to think about. You know, <laughs> this is why I podcast on a commode. right on that toilet the thing is though james i'm not being funny this is all pre-recorded obviously we're not going out live or anything you could just say guys can i go for a piss for a sec yeah sure fine we'll just stop for a little bit yeah but knowing what you're like i don't really want to do that because you'll just make a big issue out of it (laughs) everything you just make a big issue out of everything so why would i do that well you do stuff that is easy to make a big issue out of like for example just before we started recording tonight we all got together logged on James come into the Skype chat and he went oh guys there's a bit of a problem at the moment I don't sound like that what's that James a little bit like that oh well um, it's National Switzerland Dan I don't know if you can hear in the background all of a sudden oh can you hear that oh I might have to listen to oh you can hear it can't you Jesus Christ James fucking useless 
absolutely useless. You must have known it was Switzerland National Day. I did like, know it was Swiss National Day. I just didn't know they were going to start having fireworks at exactly <laughs> the time you decided to start the show. <laughs> They're trying to scupper the show. That's the problem. Anyway, um, we should get on to talk about talk about computer games, shouldn't we? What Sorry. happens if I need to go for a piss? <laughs> just <laughs> just let me know. Put okay. your hand up All and right. uh, and I'll give you a pass to let Anyways, you down. Don't the drink hall. before the show, mate. Seriously, seriously, how have you been? You've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) What the hell was that? That was some sort of sparkler in his bedroom. (laughs) What what the fuck was that, James? I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a hotel room. I don't know what that was about. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What you're going to have to do is put your mic on mute until you're ready to talk, because this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, Yeah, sorry, Chet. We we, we sort of brushed over you there. How have you been? Have you been good? Yeah, fine. All good, yes. Still playing lots of computer games? Not really, no. Why not? Uh, I just, I, yeah, I just, it's just one of those things I've stopped enjoying. I, I play, if, if it's a game where I can pair up with my friends cooperatively and shoot people, then I'm all over it. That's basically all I play now. But that's, I mean, you say you don't enjoy it. I, I'm constantly getting messages from you saying, come on now, what the fuck are you doing? Come on now. Overwatch, <laughs> yeah, a shooter. Yeah, a bit overrated. But we'll get to that. Um, mm. <laughs> right, should we go through the news this week? Because there's been a few things happened. Uh, the first will interest James, which... Uh, James, are you still there? It, it definitely will. I mean, I've got something prepared for that as well. So, right, okay. Yeah. So let's get straight to the Eurogamer article, which actually I'm quite furious about because that broke soon after we recorded with Chris last week. And um, there's no way he didn't know about this. He could have given us a bit of a uh, heads up. You know what I mean? He could give us and- exclusive, definitely. Well, not even an exclusive. I mean, if they want to put it on their little website first, then fine. But at least let us talk about it the next day when our podcast is released. For Christ's sake. Anyway, um, yeah, so the NX, lots yeah. of details have leaked from credible sources, apparently. Uh, none of them have been named, obviously. But uh, by the sounds of it, it's going to be a, a a portable console. That's the idea. But the portable console comes with a dock that you could put your portable console into and it will appear on the tv screen right that's the basic concept um there's also this stuff about uh, uh detachable controllers from the screen so the screen works as the console and the controller can be detached and used separately now a lot of the, there's a diagram on the on the Eurogamer website which makes it look fucking awful because it's it shows two parts either side of the screen that look quite similar that you pull off and use as two separate controllers. I don't think it's going to be like that. Here's here's what I got from that article. You've got the screen, you've got the controller either side, you can detach them, put the screen in the dock, and then link the two separate bits together to create a normal sort of pad. That makes more sense to me. And if it is that, I'm fucking well excited. That sounds brilliant. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Why is it perfect? Is it just for the same reason that you like the Wii U? Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I was, I've been thinking about the Wii U a lot because um, uh, I've been playing it a lot recently, and I don't think that I would be playing that console at all at this point if it wasn't for having a young child in the house. So um, that sort of takes it to the next level. Harry, by the time that comes out, Harry's going to be sort of starting to get into games and stuff, and starting to play games and that, and to be able to buy one system that covers both, you know, sitting in the car when he's playing or 
you know, sitting at home and playing is perfect. I think it, I, I I think this is solely aimed at parents and well, solely aimed at kids, but is good enough for parents to want to buy it for their kids. If you didn't have kids though, would you would it still appeal to you on any no. level? No, no, no but I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure on in, another Nintendo machine would do because with the Wii U, I enjoyed what I played, but I didn't really put that much time into the Wii U until like Harry started enjoying it and started wanting to play it and all that. And all of a sudden, it I'm playing Mario Kart pretty much every day or or uh, or Mario 3D World or something like that, and looking for new Wii U games and being really disappointed by the lack of. Uh, There's a load of really good Wii U games that I've. I've played and enjoyed like over the last year or so like what i can't I'm think of them off me... the top of my head but there are some good ones here's the, here's the thing though james i'm just talking about me personally i'm not having a go at anyone specifically if they're enjoying games on it i mean that's fine what i'm saying is personally there's not a lot of games on there that i want to play so i'm looking for games that harry can watch and i can play at this point and there's not, there's not actually that much um is there really Brain it a two Exactly. I ain't going to sit and play Bayonetta 2 in front of me. Why? Oh, in front of yeah, you. Okay, fair play. But that's the thing. You could, yeah, but you could play that on off screen, can't you? That's the what? other reason it's been great to have because, you know, like I've been able to play stuff like Bayonetta that I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't play before in front of the kids. So. Yeah, but you're completely missing my point. Like, I don't really. I mean, I liked Bayonetta, but for some reason, I mean, you lent me Bayonetta 2 and I played it for about an hour or whatever. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's probably an excellent game and people love it. And that's totally fine. I'm not challenging them on that. It's just I'm not really up for another Bayonetta game. So that kind of writes that out for me. As I say, this is all a personal experience. This mm. isn't like a, this is what everyone should be feeling. I know that's that's not the case. Um, but with this next one, hopefully, if it if it does cover the ground that I think it's going to cover, um, and if this you know Eurogamer article is, is spot on, then I, I think that it will sell a lot more because it will appeal, it will still appeal to its core audience, but it'll also appeal, appeal to parents that will find the benefit of having a system that you can t- be taken around with you as well. You know what I mean? Um, and that way it will sell more then hopefully get third party on its side and and, and start taking off from there. So um, the only problem with that is that parents have already got one of those and it's an iPad. Mm. And it's, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the, 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 the games on iPad are not... Maybe they don't care. I they don't, don't know. I don't think people care because they're like free or really cheap and, you know... People just don't seem to care about quality that but much. But we know we that. we know now that we, like kids still love Nintendo. They still love the Mario and your you know your basic Nintendo shit. I don't think you can write that off that the iPad can replace that stuff. No, I'm not, it can't. not writing off. I'm just saying I don't think that I don't. Know, I think there's a shift. There was a, has been a shift, you know, towards just like iPad and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for Nintendo to get into that again. Mm, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that is a different sort of audience. I think when kids are starting to get into computer games, they're not going to be set aside with iPad gaming, and they'll they'll still want to play, you know, games like like Mario and all that sort of shit. Um, but this, I mean, you're talking very specifically, like this is going to be aimed exclusively at kids. I mean, as an adult, have you ever played a game at home and then gone somewhere and just been like, "I wish I had this in my hands right now"? Because I haven't felt like that since I was yeah a no, kid. No, absolutely not. I I I don't play games away from home at all anymore, um, and it hasn't really bothered me. I, I don't think I've missed that. This is what but, I mean. So, so an adult who's a Nintendo fan is going to be getting again, unless um, 
a powerful console than the competition. But there isn't. I mean, this this gimmick, I don't think it's going to affect the gameplay at all. I doubt they're going to build games around it because they learned that lesson with the Wii U. So I don't... yeah, I don't think it'd be something that they'll. That I I don't see it as a gimmick at all, really. I, do, I you know I see it more as a maybe the only gimmick is that you can play it on your TV screen and it's primarily a a, a handheld console. Um, I don't really see it as a gimmicky machine because no, but that's that's what I was saying. I I don't I I do not imagine that they're planning to base games around that functionality. I'm sure it's going to be to benefit people like you, but uh, adult people who play who still love Nintendo and still play those games. I I think it's going to be easier than ever for them to just ignore it. Really, I see because I I see Nintendo fans just wanting it regardless well it depends i mean this is the problem it's so pointless trying to envisage what this machine is going to be like until you see what the games are like that's 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 always going to be the issue yeah obviously it needs to come out with a strong launch lineup but, but um what else could they have done though because could they really release something which is basically exactly the same as a ps4 and xbox one would people still buy that when they've already i, I would have machines? bought a super powered wii that's what i would have thought as that's as powerful as the competition but it's a Wii, but that's just me. Uh, what, what the general public, I don't know, but it just seems like it's so tailored towards, yeah, like the scenarios you're talking about where you want to watch TV or you want to sort of t- your kid to be able to take it away. Um, but you want innovation from them, and that's so, so the hardware is not what's exciting at the moment. We just have to wait and see what the games look like. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the hardware, if, the, if this stuff is all true, and we have to stress it, it's, it's not been confirmed by Nintendo at all, but. Um, I do find I do find that actually exciting because I th- I think um, I don't play with my 3ds much anymore. Um, I play on my Wii U all the time because you know they're they're the games that the boy wants to watch. I think combining that and instead of releasing two separate things, combining it into one thing is is much more of a uh, an interesting prospect for me. It sounds it sounds I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it sounds like you're getting two consoles in one. Um, and I think that's going to appeal to quite a few people. And and you say, oh, but is 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 the benefit of this mainly focused at kids rather than rather than adults? I think yeah, but that's the audience maybe that they want to go for now because that's the audience they started on, and that's how they got big in the first place. Do you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. for people who have been who have owned both 3DSs and Wii's or Wii U's, it's great. It's like it's one system. It's one system that plays both. Uh, play, but plays both ways. You don't have to sync saves or to buy like a separate 3DS version of Monster Hunter. You can just buy the one version and play it on both platforms. Well, on both uh, both uh, methods of the same platform. But for for people like me who don't doesn't really play a lot of doesn't play any handheld games, I've got a Vita and I might take that away if I'm on a long train journey. But typically, I'll just probably play on my phone. I think I'll buy it, and I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I'll probably buy it and just leave it in the dock the whole time and rarely take it out of the house i guess well that's an option as well the, the, and the only thing that worries me really about this idea for a console is how big the screen's going to be mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is that the screen isn't just a screen it's the console um and if you make that you, you know if you want it to be comparable to even say you know like more powerful than a 360 and ps3 but obviously not as powerful as the Xbox One and PS4, which is kind of where people are putting it. How big is that console going to have to be to be able to cope with that amount of power? And in turn, how portable is that portable side of things going to be? Um, I'm not not 100% sure. Uh, and then when you factor in detachable controller parts, 
that's going to make it slightly chunkier as well. And what are we talking here? Like an iPad size thing? Are we are we talking about a portable console the size of the current Wii U controller? See, that'd be Is kind that, of hideous, wouldn't it? It's going to be massive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, really excited to see the announcement now um, because I, I this stuff looks legit. It makes sense to me. I think there's an ex- a successful idea here. But it's just making me really excited to see it and see how it works and see how it's put together, what it looks like, and and um, and how big it is. Basically, I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, what if they go for different sizes and stuff? That could be. I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going there's, to be weird. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about, which was the the storage medium that we. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no could, let's skip over. Can, that. I, can, can I just play, can I just play you something? I've got, well, got something. Hang on, I'm just going to try and play this. Hang on. Is this some fireworks? But yeah, I th- you've written something on my screen, James, that I have no idea what you're talking. The, the the NX will be cartridge based. Well, no, this is no, 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 no. The rumours are that um, it they're gonna they're not gonna they're gonna abandon optical storage. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who's laughing now, Matt? Well, okay, <laughs> well, in my Matt defense, didn't... it's because you said cartridge. In my when you said cartridge, I thought you know N64 style cartridge. If you said card. Yeah, I thought, okay, it makes sense, yeah, I don't know. Right, okay, so, <laughs> so, slow down. So, who are you angry with here, James? Oh, I'm angry with all of you, because as soon as I said you, first of all, you were dismissively saying, like, oh, what have you written down here? What a load yeah, of no, rubbish. Th- that's, no, that's, that's because, James, you keep writing bollocks rumours every week. That, well, this wasn't. Right, right, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down, right. I said, what have you written here? Because mm. it was nothing that anyone had heard of before. It was just a weird thing that you'd written down. And it was kind of like, what the fuck? Where's this come from? Why is it? Why is well, this it, come it from? hadn't just come out of nowhere. It come from where I'd read it. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, where did you read it? It was on like Eurogamer or something like that. And then you, you guys were just like, oh, it? I haven't read that yet. It can't be real. No, it's not that we said it. Quite. First of all, you write so much bollocks that at least one thing okay, turns name, up. Name real, one right? other thing that's been that's been not true that I've said. Um, that the FA Cup final would not uh, be on uh, no, the ICV. Since, since this show began, since this show began. <laughs> well, how long have you got? I haven't got audio files on no, me. I mean, listen. Matt, you you were so confident about this that I was talking bollocks that you had an app bet with me. <laughs> yeah, that was for the show. I just. <laughs> Right, and I will say that in my defence, I wasn't a hundred percent confident that it wouldn't be, you know, cartridge based or not. Yeah. It, it, Thinking about it now, so it, it was a not... ridiculous bet. <laughs> it was obviously not going to be CD based because that would mean it's a massive. I mean, if think about it, it's been like a massive CD in this rumored handheld console. Obviously bollocks, but you know, kept it interesting. And, and, and James turned around and said something like on Twitter, like, uh, "Oh, we should better we better wait for the official announcement before we we pay off the bet." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, fucking right, you can't just have now." Based on rumor, you might you might as well, Matt, because you were wrong. And uh, also, yeah. I'm thinking at bets aren't a uh, big enough punishment. I think next time we go to at bet territory, we need to start thinking of different forfeits and different bets. To be honest with you, because uh, we need to get serious with this stuff. I've got a few ideas in my head. I'm also it up to three pounds forty nine. I'm not made of money. That is serious shit. Yeah, but isn't that over the two bets? Isn't it double or nothing for the next bet? Because what was um, the other bet? That F-Zero would be announced within a year of its launch. Oh, man. Who, who was, whose idea was that one? That was Matt. Matt said that it's going to be announced. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to on that show. And, uh... I, I, I think it's a possibility. It's an easy way to get a lot of people on their side, you know? Yeah, big style. Wouldn't be a bad shout. Anyway, so that's the NX stuff. Um, uh, also, this week, apparently... 
No Man's Sky has leaked and someone's already finished it. No, it's, I, no, it's definitely, definitely. Someone um, bought a copy of eBay for like $2,000 and um, it was what? a legit Why? version. No, no, he, he, paid, he paid for early access or something. It was like $1,300 he paid. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is already starting to sound like the, 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 the bollocks. No, it's, it's, it's all real, got it's different stories. Have you not here? seen the videos? No? What are the videos? The, the, the videos are the, the package arrives and the guy's like, I'm not sure if this could be legit, but I thought I'd video it. He puts it in his, it's like, okay, there's like three possibilities here. One, there's no game inside. Two, there's no CD inside the case. And three, when the DVD game goes in the machine, it won't load. He opens the package, there's a game in there, there's a CD in the case, it loads up and starts installing. Um, then he opens some champagne. Um, I assume it's the same guy uh, who's done this, who's finished the game already. But he didn't well, no, show but... any footage of him, of the actual game on the screen. Yeah. Because oh. he, he, he posted this guy that I've been reading about posted a bunch of videos to YouTube, but then took them down later, hmm. like because um, he said I oh, didn't want to like because apparently the developers got in touch and were annoyed that he like already done it. What's interested me about this game the most over the past two weeks is that people really seem to want it to fail for some reason. I mean, first of all, you had the announcement that it was only six gigs, and then people were kicking off about that. Now there's the guy that's finished it said he he did it in about thirty hours, and people are kicking off about that. And it's just kind of things like it's one of those games that people seem to have already kind of made up their mind on. Uh, that that they seem angry that it's even coming out, and there's been various different points throughout the. Um, the, the process, the, you know, the development process that people have made these big. Oh, look at that! That's awful. Um, like, do you remember? Uh, uh well, you've had the the, the st- repeated messages over and over again, and, and and showing us the same thing. Um, you had the fact that it would when the price was announced for it, people were going mental and saying, "How comes they're doing this? And why is it a full price game?" And it, it just the the anger towards it is really weirding me out here. And James, you've got a theory on this, right? Well, see, I think this is kind of like the Peter uh-huh. Molyneux thing. <laughs> what you know? do you mean? Well, it's, you know, it's like the Fable thing, where it was like, you know, he's, he's, he made all those promises and then, you know, they didn't kind of pan out. And people are kind of looking at this in the same way. It's sort of like, you know, it's they promised a lot with this and now it's not going to, you know, so people are just going to keep, you know, complaining about it, even though, even though the game's probably really good, they're just still going to say, "Oh, it, it didn't. It's not what we were expecting. It's not, you know, it's not living up to but it." But I don't that. think they've actually promised a lot, really, have they? Well, they promised I mean, like a huge galaxy, haven't they? That you can go anywhere, explore anything, and all that kind yeah, of thing. So yeah, so if they but provide I, I, I that, I believe they can do that. Mm. This, this is this, this is another one of those non-stories that comes out before every hyped game. Somebody yeah. completes it in the blink of an eye. It's a complete. It's it's a complete non-story. Mm. Do you think? Do you think it's a non-story? Uh, you can technically complete Destiny in probably about eight hours, I guess. They always yeah. do. It. They always, you know, you you can race through Grand Theft Auto games in far less time than it will take most people. It's it's not a story. This is always just just fucking fodder as usual. Yeah, you're right. The, the, there is this sort of weird focus on how many hours a game takes to complete, and then that being you know, representative of the, of the content within it. Yeah, um, but the, the, the No Man's Sky, I don't, I honestly all, know almost nothing about, but the whole idea is that it's exploration, isn't it? And that's not, yeah. that's what people want from it. The fact that you can sort of mainline the story missions doesn't make any difference on what, on what the game actually is, which I'm sure is something that could last technically forever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at the Fallout games and you've got, Games that the I mean those games you can blitz through in about eight hours really like if you follow the main quest, um, but then there are still people that haven't completed the main quest because they're trying to do everything in the game. Like how many hours did you spend on that, James? What on Fallout? Yeah, 
don't know, maybe about 50 or 60, I think. Yeah, see, it's just nuts. That was just not anywhere near as much as I'd spent on it, to be honest with you. I think I was done in about 12. Because, um, I but- mean, the only thing with this is this guy, like, because people were saying, oh, you've just, like, rushed to the end and everything. And he was like, no, no, I've done, like, I've done a lot of other things. I like stopped, did exploring and stuff like that. And that's I did, I did a bit know, of exploring. Did a bit of exploring. I stopped everywhere. You know, now. I stuff forward. Totally so didn't explore. So that's why people have been getting <laughs> like upset, you know, because it's the whole, you know, it's not, it's the whole usual like entitlement thing of like, you know, people, you know. But even though, well, I think I think what it is with this game, people really want it to be good, but people don't trust the developer i guess they don't they don't trust it they don't trust the game yet um and it's made this weird sort of feeling amongst um you know the usual uh people on twitter and stuff like that where they don't know whether to commit to getting excited over it or not um i, I mean I, i'm definitely getting excited again like obviously at e3 when it's annou- first announced it seemed amazing and then there's like two or three or four more e3s where we saw the same stuff and we're getting a little bit bored and no one really knew what the gameplay was about, but after watching these four recent launch trailers that they they shown over the last week or two, it does seem really really interesting, and I'm definitely bang on for getting it again. Yeah. No. Have, have you watched the trailers or what? I, I I haven't watched the trailers, no. But I don't think I need to. Like I am pretty. The the closer we get to launch, the more excited I'm getting. I don't think I need to watch the trailers now. I'm I I am starting to feel it a little bit more, and um. I think it's mainly been about like the sort of back and forth with with the information we've been getting about it that sort of kept me interested. Um, but that's building now, and you you know either way, if it comes out and it's shit, or it comes out and it's amazing, I think it's going to be this sort of title that people remember for a long time. You know. Yeah, I think um, even if it is crap, there will still be <clears throat> a huge pocket of people who just like play it for a billion years and never stop. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think for some people it will be their favorite game ever, it's, it, even if it isn't you know a ten out of ten. I I I actually think it review fairly well. I, I think people need to put expectations sort of to one side and just review it based of based on the game's merits and go from there. Obviously, no, you know you hear about universes and millions of galaxies and stuff, and you know, and this this has been hyped for you know since it was announced like two or three years ago or whenever it was. But um, I think when people just review based on based on what it does. I, f- I think I think it would do fairly well. In, this is in, uh, this is one of those games. Anyway. This is one of those games that I think highlights the problems with the way the the way games are reviewed at the moment. Because this is the kind of thing that should be reviewed in stages over the course of like a, a couple of weeks or a month. Because you can't. I, I think a lot of the reviews that come that are going to come out and race to meet the embargo are going to be. They're not going to have all the information. No, no. Um, and do you feel, do, have they announced if they're going to expand on it as well? I mean, they have to, I mean, right? I, I'd imagine so. It would make sense, surely. But yeah, but then surely that goes against the um, the sort of concept of the game that is so massive that I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how you would do it without changing the what is it the mathematics behind it or whatever. Um, I don't know how you can add content to it, but weird. Anyway, it's one of those games that I just think is going to be so different to anything else we've ever played that it's going to be exciting. Whether it's a success or not is is, a, is another I story. I can't believe it's out a week. Well, it's out on the 9th of August. It's so, come around um, quick, isn't it? So, so, so by the time this show goes out, it'll be out in six days' time. Mental. Hmm. I saw this pretty good comment on Twitter that was like saying, like what you were saying, Matt, it's probably going to get like eights and nines everywhere, apart from Polygon, who will give it a four. You know, be- <laughs> James, do you feel like you're missing out by not having a PS4 to play it on? Not really, because they've said that it may come to put to Xbox One like in the future anyway. So you know, yeah, I don't know maybe yeah. it'll turn up a bit like Inside. You know, that looks like that's coming to PS4 now. So 
Mm. Yeah, I did that. That, that was. Um, I don't think because I, I was quite surprised that Microsoft weren't bigging it up as like some big exclusive, were they? I didn't see anything like saying. I guess only they didn't because maybe like they knew this was always on the cards. Yeah, yeah, and that was all stemmed from a uh, an automatic website that picks up newly released um, or newly submitted uh, achievements, right, or trophies yeah. on on uh, the PS4. So and it it picked it up immediately that that it there were some trophies available for it. So looks like it's on its way. Anyway. I wonder Let's if that move. new Nintendo machine is going to have some uh, achievements, stroke trophies. I wonder if they're finally going to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, have they have done that in surely. any of their stuff? They, it, it's some in-game. They there'll be like individual games where you can have little sort of badges to pick through or stuff, but not across a system. No. I mean, the closest I got with that is the coins. You know, like you know, the coins you can get from like the walking and stuff like that. And you can use them in game and stuff. But yeah, there's no like achievements or anything. Um, I is that a Nintendo thing to do? I mean, they've kind of it's kind of the norm, but I wouldn't give a shit if they did or didn't. To be quite honest, no, with I wouldn't you. either. It's, I mean, I suppose that would be completely opposite to what they're doing at the moment. That would show that they were trying to sort of stay with the pack, whereas they're not like that at all. I do you know what I would like to see some sort of proper Twitter integration with with a Nintendo console because people obviously love sharing their their stuff on Twitter. You know, you, when when Mitomo come out, my my Twitter feed was actually full of people taking photos and all sorts of stuff like that. And um, although there's Twitter integra- integration with Xbox and and PS4, it's not brilliant. Do you know what I mean? If ah, oh, but they'll want to it, do it's much it improved. with their own. They'll want to do it with their own intent. What what they call it, Meverse or whatever. Instead, so you can't currently share things from Meverse to to social media. No, no. Okay. Can you not? I don't think so. I've never seen the option for doing that. I think because you know what Nintendo are like. It's all like very like locked down. You know, like I don't everything. know, man. I'm 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 pretty sure I've shared something from my Wii U to Twitter before. Uh, but then I th- even then I think I had to use the in in browser Twitter thing like the web app i I, I guess they're gonna migrate from friend codes to nintendo ids right they're gonna oh yeah definitely that's yeah that's definitely i I guess you would hope so we'll see we'll see anyway right let's move on to stuff we've actually been playing um uh chet do you want to kick us off uh sure yeah i've been playing prison architects on ps4 Uh, has anyone played this no, uh, heard about I've it for not years. played it, but I know a lot about it because it's it's been around for absolutely years. It, it seems like every time I went to EGX, there was a booth set up for Prison Architects. Um, so tell us about it. What do you do? What's the point? Okay, well, I, I don't want to go into massive amounts of detail because it is a huge game, and I've played it for about ten hours, I think, maybe twelve. Um, but so far, it's overwhelming and overwhelmingly good. Uh, it doesn't. I know it's it was crowdfunded, but it doesn't feel it. It feels like a game that was fully funded by a massive developer, uh, a publisher. Sorry, um, just because the amount of content in it is just it's flabbergasting. It's I'm not just talking about maps and stuff. I mean, if you can imagine a system that would be in a prison game, they've implemented it somewhere. It's it's a, it's an amazing uh, thing to see, but. Uh, it's also got a really genius tutorial, and I've never seen it done before. It might have been done in games that are like this, but I've never seen it before. Where they, it's a glorified story mode, but it's it's called Prison Stories, I think, um, and it has a narrative, uh, but it's nothing but cliches. It's the oldest chestnuts in the world. So there's a story about a brash warden who's sort of squaring off against this really idealist, uh, idealistic uh, doctor. Uh, and then there's this mafia family that's falling to pieces and backstabbing each other. And then there's a husband going to the electric chair because uh, he found his wife in bed with another man. It's, it's completely unoriginal, but 
it's so totally engaging that when the mode finishes, and it takes about four hours, five hours, uh, I realized that I had like a, a totally unmanageable amount of systems in my head without even realizing it. So by the end of it, you can, I, I knew how to deal with some of the biggest, uh, incidents that can have like fires and riots and stuff. Um, when you actually start the game proper, you have to build your, prison from scratch and that takes a while because the navigation on ps4 is is a bit finicky and it doesn't tell you anything in the tutorial about how to build a prison so that's uh, that that takes some time to get used to and you're never told uh when you do something wrong it never tells you not to do something so for example i almost built uh, like a gymnasium or a common room and it, it would have breached the the perimeter of my jail apparently if you do that like all of the the prisoners like, like just go mental and start trying to jump out over the wall uh, how do you mean what the you built a gymnasium, and what 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 was the issue? My, my, I built a small prison, and it was all ongoing, and everything. All the systems were in play, and I had some prisoners and all this stuff. And I thought, okay, I've got some money, so I'm going to build. A, I think it was a common room, and I put it in an area that, if I had have done it, it would have breached the perimeter of my. And it doesn't tell you, hey, don't do that. It, it oh, doesn't... I see what you said. So, like, part of it would have stuck out. Yeah, so it wall. would have been like there would be prisoners in the common room. They'd look, there'd be a window out with like, and they just all jump out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> but it never tells you when you could possibly make a mistake, a mistake like that, because there, I think there's only about three or four fail states. It's not, you know, in SimCity, when you like, if you fuck things up royally, people just move house. Uh, here, obviously, they can't do that, so you're stuck with it. And I think there's only a couple of scenarios where you can f- actually outright fail. Um, and the, t- I suppose the tone's a little bit weird. There's a there's a CEO who sort of talks you through the tutorial. Um, and he'll say, sometimes he'll say things like, oh, you know, we've got to help these guys that are on drugs, drugs, we've really got to help them. And then there's like a stabbing in the shower and he's like, oh, this place is pepped up. It's so much better around here. And then there's a bit, I can't remember what the scenario was, but he just comes out with butter my ass. And it's, I think it might have been in the, in a riot or something. And I, I like an Alan Partridge quote as much as the next person, but I mean, it just seems completely out of, out of whack. <laughs> yeah, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I sp- it's it's hard to talk about because it's so massive and sprawling, but it, it just really hits on how difficult it is to run a prison. Because my journey was like many other people's in that I started off with a small amount of prisoners, bookshelves everywhere. They had their own TVs. I'd like well stopped. Com- you know, I tried to make it like a really really nice open prison. Hold but on, you do it's you, not a hotel. You, you turn. You turned it into a baby mouth. Yeah, just a bit European, you know, a little bit like, hey, you know, let's help these guys. A little bit. But the thing is, (laughs) after a while... Daily Mail story. (laughs) 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 After all, what what happens is the only way you can make more money is that you get more volatile prisoners in because they net you more money. And the space of time it took me to go from that to fucking sniper towers all around the corners and just shaking down the cells to try and fuck them up because there was contraband going on. I mean, you, it, what's interesting is trying to keep that sort of uh, balance at the very beginning because before long, you just start thinking there. And you you can let everything go to shit. You can let the cells go to shit. You can let everything go to hell. And the game doesn't end. It just makes it completely unmanageable. Um so there's no, there's essentially no wrong answer. It will just, if you want to let the prison turn into the worst prison that's ever existed, then they let you do it. Um, but it's, it's, it's perfect Sunday gaming. I mean, it's just, so, it's so enjoyable. There, there's no quick fix. You can't play it for half an hour and expect to get anything out of it. But I'm looking forward to it. Like really, it's, it's a perfect Sunday afternoon game. Does it, um, does it ever try and push some sort of agenda onto you? No, never. No, this is what I mean. You can start, you can be a hardline bastard from the beginning and then just keep your fucking, 
they can live like dogs and you can just rule with an iron fist and do whatever you want. There's no agenda at all. I think that's There's one no of the no social commentary of kind of no, like... That's the best thing about it. You can, you can twist everything however you want, however you want it to go. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's overwhelming. Honestly, I played it for, I reckon, probably about 12 hours, realistically. And you just can't believe... I mean, you can have stool pigeons, like, grassing for you and stuff, and you, have, you can have uh, psychiatrists and drug treatment programs. I mean, anything you can imagine in a prison game is there. So... I wouldn't feel comfortable really, really talking about it with any authority unless I've played it for like 10 times what I've played it for. But it's, in, I mean, it's really, uh, I can't wait to play more of it. It's really, really strong. If you like games like that in any way, shape or form, then yeah, I mean, it's like 12 quid, 15 quid, I think maybe on PS4. Is it single oh, that... player only? Or is it, are there any multiplayer components of any sort? You can, you can design, uh, you can play with, the, it's like user-created maps. So when you design a map, you can upload it. And there is actually another mode called Escape Mode where you play as a prisoner and you have to escape. I haven't played that yet, but apparently that's a lot of fun because people design maps exclusively for people to try and escape from them, which sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's a fucking cool game. I, I, I'm really looking forward to playing some more of it. Yeah, that's weird. I've never heard anyone talk about it like that. Um, with with those sort of games, uh, you know that style of game, I always found find myself sort of, I don't know, kind of like putting my own stories into it and 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 sort of looking into characters. Oh, you could yeah, you can like watch individual prisoners and you can just fuck with them and see what happens if you want. Like the, the, I had this guy that was running like the whole of the uh, the, uh, the all of the contraband in the prison, and that's another that's a really cool thing. If there are factions and gangs, and say, for example, you, uh, you shut down someone's uh, contraband business, then you have to be really careful when you seat them for meals because they'll just they'll just instantly kick off and there'll be just bloodshed everywhere. So you have to seat them in like uh, uh, time slots and stuff. And it's, it's fu- I mean, honestly, I, I, I'd love to fucking have played this for a hundred hours and speak about it with some authority, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can do all of that stuff. The, but the, did you did you sort of fall for any prisoners? Did you kind of think like start feeling sorry for a particular one and then treating them nicer? Or I don't think like? I've played it for for a long enough. But you do start like I, I remember I was trying to manage a riot and you just see guys sort of standing there watching and just shuffling around. And you think, oh, what's his story? You do you do get wrapped up in it to that to, to that extent. But I have like I said, it sounds like I've played a decent chunk, but it's nowhere near. I mean, there's so much, there's so much stuff stuff here to get your head around. It's one of those games that. You buy and you play for like three years. Yeah, it sounds fucking okay, excellent. How dark does it get? I mean, do you, is it like solitary confinement? Do you like prisoners kill themselves or is oh, it yeah, fairly like hard? I, I, no, it's not like, I mean, it looks nice. It, it looks upbeat, but it's not like hearted at all. I mean, actually, you have to, if you really want a, like a super prison, you have to get death row inmates and there's a countdown to when you have to basically put them to the electric chair and you have to deal with that yourself. So although it looks like a cartoon, it's. It's completely frank. It's absolutely frank about everything, about the drug abuse, about you know all of that stuff. I mean, it's it's honestly the word I use is overwhelming, and it's it's really is just like wow. I can't believe that a fucking tiny little team made this. Uh, not even with the relentless funds from like a massive publisher. It, they must have slept at their desks because it's just like you you really get a sense of how much work went into it. Well, that's mad. It just sounds really excellent. And, and but the the only the only sort of negative i could take from what you've said is that you know you, you if it does deal with those serious uh subjects and stuff when it does make those tonal shifts uh, alan partridge quotes that only happened in the tutorial like... that, i mean that, that the tutorial is especially weird because you don't really he was a ceo he was basically a glorified just a, a tutorial element but you don't really deal with anyone so much when you're actually in the game you've got the job and you go and do it there, there are there are interactions from other characters but 
for for a game that looks so upbeat and is kind of you know colourful and everything, it, it it really doesn't shy away from anything. It's a it's a really remarkable game. I like I said, I wish I'd played it for so much longer. Is there any news on um, El Chapo DLC? <laughs> Not yet. I don't. They, I, I have no idea even if they're still working on on stuff for this. So they might have moved on. But I, I'll play that El Chap. <laughs> that that would be great. As soon as he's in, he's like you get a notification. Prisoner in. Notification. He's left. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that that dude that sort of just broke out? Yeah, he's he's always breaking out. What's the la- What's the latest with him? I, I don't know. Probably in, oh. in between prisons. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> El Chapo chat. El Chapo. Um, James, do you wanna do you wanna come in with one? See what you've been playing. Yeah, we'll see okay. I've been playing Metroid Other M. Because the thing come is on. well no, because this is a game from like a long time ago. And um long yeah, thing. so well it is, it's, it's from quite a long time ago and I don't know if anyone's really gonna care that much. This kind of this hasn't been out for a long time. Yeah, I've been playing Metroid Other M. Does anyone... this, this, this sounds like a Czech game. You played this, right? I played it and really liked it. I, I think it got it came out, got a decent response critically, and then everyone decided that they hated it, but I thought it was really good. Oh, really? It, I thought it, this was one of the games that everyone thought was like no, one it, of the best games ever. I think ever. the thing that really wound people up is they tried... They, I think it was the first time Samus has spoken, or it was the first time you'd seen her without her helmet. There was some 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 law that was broken, and that's what... And they, they, there is a kind of cheesy story, but that didn't bother me. I, I mean, and the game is just... I thought it was pretty pretty great, but my memory's hazy. What do you think then, James? Well, you see, I kind of agree because, you see, I mean, it's a continuation of Super Metroid and apparently they kind of like retcon all of the um, the Metroid Prime games because of this. And a lot of people do seem to really hate it, but mm. I'm kind of enjoying it. I mean, it's it doesn't really feel like a Metroid game at all, but it's still a good game. Is it is it a first person game no. like those? Well, you so, see, right, the, so this is... I think one of the problems with it is that when it was kind of first announced, they kind of made out that it was sort of returning to this sort of 2D kind of you know, you know perspective of like the older Metroid games. Right. So people got very excited about that. But it's not that kind of game. I mean, it's not even in 2D. It's sort of um, it's a 2D game, but in 3D, which I know doesn't really make much sense. But yeah, that it's 2.5D a 2... thing. We, well, yeah, I mean, you can move into the screen and sort of out yeah. of the screen, and there is sort of I mean, you only use like a Wiimote, um, sorry, Wii remote. Um, with just the D-pad, which doesn't really feel very nice considering the fact that it is sort of 3D movement. Um, but the biggest problem with it is that there's not, it's, there's, it's not a Metroid game because there's no exploration at all, really. It's like, what, one of the joys of playing Metroid games has always been this idea that you sort of explore this sort of hostile environment, you're in, it's very lonely, you know, there's nothing around, you just have to keep trying to find where you've got to go next. Where in this, they give you the full map right from the beginning and say, go here. And it's, it's just really, really linear. You know, just go from one place to another. But I mean, the other thing that people seem to really dislike about it was the is the cutscenes, as Chet said, because um, there's a lot of story in this. What, what, what's so good about? Sorry, sorry, I, I missed that. What, what, what's so bad about the cutscenes? Well, I mean, the thing is, is it adds a lot of sort of story back, you know, backstory to this that I think most people don't really want to know. I mean, part part of the fun of again, as I said, of, of Metroid is that you don't really know a lot really about like the character, and it's you're kind of it's all sort of very lonely, but suddenly they've sort of added all this sort of backstory to it but then also the cutscenes are really sort of cringeworthy in places and hmm. yeah it's yeah not not that great doesn't she doesn't she have a crush on one of her superiors in the army or something like that i remember that wound people up a tree she was like she fancied someone and they thought that yeah. that's not Samus. yeah there's there's this whole thing where they try and make out that she's like this sort of basically she's like this sort of weak girl that's being like sort yeah, of yeah, helped right. by this bloke and obviously that doesn't go down very well hmm. you know that sort of idea 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, the cutscene qualities are really good, though. I mean, they look, they look really good, you know, like, especially for the time, because I mean, this came out quite a long time ago. But it's just the content is, um, it kind of does make you cringe, you know, when you see it. I mean, it feels like a Team Ninja game, which it should do, because it's, you know, Ninja Gaiden, you know, they, they made Team, uh, made this as well. But, I mean, but it is really fun, though. It's really fun to play. It's just, it's, if this wasn't, like, didn't have the Metroid name on it, I think a lot of people would have enjoyed it a lot more. It's just that it's not what people expected. Well, uh, weird one. But that's that's not the only other, <laughs> the only Metroid game you've been playing this week, is it? What what started this Metroid <laughs> revival for you? Well, you see, I've gone away, so I'm in, I'm in Switzerland at the moment, and I was allowed to bring a console with me, which was, which was not bad. You were allowed to bring? Well, you know, I, I said to Chen, I was like, can I, like, bring something with us, because we're going to be here for, like, a month. Can and I bring my toys? <laughs> 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 no, because it's, it's not that, it's, it's the weight, isn't it, of, like, carrying all the stuff, like, in luggage and everything. You should have just brought your Skelextric. James is lighter. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what I could have brought, Matt. I could have brought my Barco Battler. But, hey, you know. that's a great machine. <laughs> I have one of those, Matt. I don't Brilliant. worry about it. Yeah, everyone did. Although, although I bought one on a lie because my friend at school turned around and said, the Barco Battler is a games console where you can scan a barcode in and get all sorts of games on it. So <laughs> ah, you can scan one in and you might get Sonic <laughs> you so thought, Mario 7. I thought that sounds brilliant. I will try that. And then I got it, and it was just a series of numbers on the screen. Whenever I fucking imagine that, like, if scan the barcodes my generated the game, a random I game, that would be amazing. I was so disappointed. I think anybody that bought one of those was disappointed. Like... <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Uh, all right, sorry. That, that, that was in reference to um, the sort of the other podcast that James and. Uh, James and Matt do called Interface. Greatest which, know, theme song of all time. You're a big fan of, aren't you, Chad? <laughs> Love it. I listen to it. I listen to it on repeat and just loop it over and over again. Yeah, if the, you like it, the, the, it's at the end. It's, it's double speed. It's, it's like half the speed at the end. Listen to that I, one. That, that's why. I mean, I don't even listen to it on normal speed. I'm always on 1.5 anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know what makes me laugh is that at the start of the latest interface, Matt, Matt and James are going, "Oh, see, the problem, we're, the reason we're so late is because <laughs> Dave asked us to record the computer game show." Yeah. Sorry, I didn't let you do your little side project. It's got about six <laughs> listeners <laughs> to come over to this massive juggernaut of a podcast <laughs> that has, you know, fan. Base across the world, mate. Over mm. sixty countries downloaded on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Priorities, lads. Priorities. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's great, both great shows. Well, <laughs> this is a great show. I've heard both interface. Great shows. Let's agree to disagree. Both great shows. <laughs> <laughs> James, what was the other Metroid game you've been playing? So I've been playing Metroid Blast Ball. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is wrong well, with you? This is no, no. This is this is a free game. This is like a free 3DS game. Which, because do you remember they announced this game called Met, uh, Metroid Federation Task Force or something like was last that the, year? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's that, the one yeah. that they released it, and then they there was like on YouTube, everyone was just saying, "Please don't make this game. It looks <laughs> awful." And it <laughs> just had don't like make it amazing. It was just like. It was just overwhelmingly negative, and like people were like writing to the developers and saying, "Please don't do this," and that kind of thing, <laughs> which is just kind of insane. But anyway, what they've done is um, this was, I think, supposed to be like a mini game that was supposed to be part of that game, which they've now released as like a free. I, people are saying it's a demo, but it seems to be pretty like fully featured. It's got everything, but I mean, I haven't played it that much. I've only been playing it for like a day or so, but it's actually not that bad. I mean, I haven't played Rocket League, but a lot of people say that it's like. A less good version of that on 3ds 
Hmm. Yeah, that's. I thought that of what your reaction would be. <laughs> see, see, a less good. I mean, Rocket League is an incredible computer game. You better be fucking right when you're uh, comparing something like this to that. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe like a less good version. But for, see, I from what I've seen of Rocket League, this looks pretty similar. Like as in, like you in this game, you're you're sort of get into a mech, and then you just have to you know try and shoot a ball you know into the opposition's goal. You know, I also think like, Pez is FIFA to Rocket League. It's it's pretty similar, yeah. It's um yeah. <laughs> but is it right okay, so um I mean I assume it's against bots and stuff. You're not actually playing against other people, are you? Is no, it, it has it has online as well, which is where I mean, playing against bots is as you'd imagine really boring and not that good. And actually when you play online it's quite it's quite fun, you know, because you it's basically like three against three. But the biggest problems I've had are with the connection, because as with a lot of Nintendo games, it's not that great. It, it Usually whenever I try and start a game, it takes about four or five attempts before it will actually connect to the service and then uh, sort of try it. But playing it, I just kind of felt it's a real shame they didn't make like a better looking version of this for Wii U, rather than like pushing stuff like Lost Reavers. Because this is actually could have been quite fun, like if they'd have released something like this for free. Mm. It's weird how I've never even heard of it. <laughs> this is bizarre. Yeah, because I know, but you don't you don't play like 3ds games or anything, do you? That much? So no, not not anymore. What's Lost Reapers? Oh, oh. God! Right. So, <laughs> uh, what was it about three episodes ago? Sean Bell said, "Let's all try this free. It's a free to play online third person role playing game, sort of action role playing game uh, on the Wii U." And he said, let's all try and get together and spend a night on it. And uh, one of the worst nights of our lives. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, so bad. It's just absolutely fucking appalling. I mean, it's distasteful. It plays like shit. It sounds like shit. There was about four people playing it in the world. And uh, yeah, just, I mean, I'll give be, it a go. I, 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 mean, I will. I'll, I'll be all over that. Well, it reminds me of uh, Devil's Third. So you might be uh, bang up for that video game. Underrated. It's... it's- you have to be you have to be ready though because it's like a I think it's like a five gig download which you download and then it's like oh here's another five gig like patch like patch, for it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love games like that. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So uh, Matt, what have you been playing this week, sir? Well, um, <clears throat> I played a bit more GTA Cunning Stunts. That's still brilliant. Yes, we did. Still it's got more legs funny. to it than I thought. It's got more legs to it than I thought. Yeah, I, I think I'll keep going back to that. I mean, it's still got obviously still got the same issues. It takes a long time to get into different games. Um, but we had loads of races the other night, Dave, didn't we? Where it was just sixteen players the whole way. Friday night, we sat down at ten o'clock and we didn't go to bed till about well, we didn't turn off the consoles till about half twelve. We we played right the way through, and if it wasn't for the fact that I was insanely tired. I could have played that all night long and not been, and been quite happy. It's properly got that one more go of feel, feel yeah, to definitely. it, isn't it? Um, mainly because you do really poorly and you just think, I can't end on that one. It's one of those sort of games, you know what I mean? Um, but just so much fun to play. Every time I've played it, we've been in fits of laughter. Um, when we played it with... Uh, so you didn't, you weren't coming on, what was it? I think it was Saturday night. Uh, Nick, John and I played it. Um, and there was one point where whoever, I mean, we were having a laugh and a joke and everything, but at one point it went to the guy that won it and you know, they do that little celebration. Yeah. Oh, I so saw you made a video that I saw that. Yeah, on Xbox. It was yeah. a man doing the thrusting thing with his arms 
but just in some pants. <laughs> and for some reason, we were just, I was failing to catch my breath. It was so funny. It, it was so perfectly done. That, um, yeah, I thought I thought I was actually going to die from laughter. Uh, yeah, that game knows how to make people laugh. And I think it's fully intentional because <laughs> there's nothing funnier than watching your friends spin out into the fucking, like, into nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly beautiful. funny. Um, you're always guaranteed a laugh or two playing that. And I, I think I'll keep playing it. And obviously, the menus are still gashed and it takes ages to get a game, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But when you do get a game um, and there's loads of people in the race, it's brilliant, brilliant fun. Yeah, that's the biggest problem, isn't it? Is that I mean, we played for two and a half hours, but we played probably about a third of the amount of races that we should have in that time. You know, a game with a better online system would have just have you, had you repeatedly going into races without all the bullshit that goes along with GTA Online. Um, it's so, it's so weird because Rockstar are so proactive about maintaining their games for long periods of time, but they seem to have just they they, they seem to be happy with the with the matchmaking system on the the, the current gen version of GTA. And it's just it's clearly fucked. Yeah, well, I think what it is is that they want to focus on sort of an experience that doesn't feel like a game. They want to sort of incorporate all of that background work into the into the actual playing of the game. So that's why you're getting this sort of, hey, if you want to go on a mission, then you've got to get in your car and drive to the mission and stuff like that. And I think the concept of that is better than any of the ex- execution I've seen in any game. But I think but do, doing that, but then having to sit in a menu for half an hour, there's got to be a better way of doing it. I, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I totally agree. I, think, I, I don't think they've nailed it at all. And I would much prefer them to just go to a traditional, go to a menu and say, I want to play cunning stunts. And then it's searching the whole, you know, having servers full up and then you pick yeah. which games you want to join and stuff like that. It just, I, I wonder know, how they can improve it if they were to like properly split it off from GTA. So it was like a separate, a separate download, a separate game, and it was stripped back. It was still GTA Online, but somehow maybe there was probably loads of stuff and loads of other codes that's related to single player missions that they don't need. Maybe they could slimline and actually make it a much better, much more efficient. That's exactly that's exactly what they need to do. However, I don't think it fits in with what they want to do with online stuff. No, um, and they're going to keep trying this shit until they get it right. You know. Um, it's just so strange to see such a really talented developer bring out something like this that, for me, just feels completely broken. There's not much content in it, though, is there? The cunning stunts DLC, isn't it? Like just twelve? Is it twelve tracks? Is that it? Uh, they added new tracks. Yeah, they added they, more man? this week. I think there's more than twelve. Um, oh. I'd say as much as thirty. Um, there, oh, there's wow, always okay. new ones I'm seeing. Um, even if the the favorite ones are still getting picked, but yeah, they added um, they added a few more sea uh, based ones last week and some new 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 vehicles, new missions, all sorts. Have you spot? Have you guys spotted like a properly brilliant track that stands out? Oh yeah, yeah. She, plummet plummet is uh, incredible, and um, and it got picked when we were playing with Nick and John, and uh, I was genuinely a little bit worried because I was kind of like bigging it up, and then it got picked, and I thought, oh fuck! But then, yeah, everyone just went, oh no, this is the best. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we 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 had a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, apart from that, I've also played the first forty-five minutes or an hour of Until Dawn. Um, <clears throat> you sent me that last week, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, I'm really interested to hear what yeah. you think of it. Um, I know, I know, you're very early on, but uh, yeah, what did it, you it's make super early doors. Um, but uh, so far, I'm 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 enjoying it. I mean, I um, we'll go on to um, to font chat later, but the font is rubbish. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't anyway, even notice we'll the, come font. On to the font. The, the, the font on the box. Game. The what's it? The font on the like the cover. No, the, the font in like the in-game menus. It just looks rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> okay. um, no doubt we'll talk about other fonts later. But yeah, yeah um, the, the game itself is is fun. Um, again, I'm only like an hour into it. It, it at first it felt quite overwhelming because you're sort of thrust into that 
that that scene where everyone's having an argument and um it is it, nothing so i think it's got quite a poor intro obviously forever you, you're fussing you, you you see like the scene of everyone arguing in the house and you see like a shadow outside i'm like am i supposed to be watching this am i supposed to be knowing everyone's names it's felt like a, quite rushed quite a sloppy intro and then really the thing you're playing is just uh, the pre-credit the pre-credit sequence that sets up the the real game um but yeah, no, I didn't think, it was, I, I I didn't think the intro was sloppy all at all. Stuff. I didn't feel it was sloppy at all, the intro. I think um, you'll probably look at that in a different light after, after a little while. Because it kind of, for me, it, it sets up... When, when you're playing this game, you're probably still in that mode of, what would I do? What's the right choice? What should I do here? And I think soon enough you start realizing that you don't actually care about any of the characters. I didn't, like you I didn't usually do. have time to think about that. I just felt like instantly I was I was being asked to make decisions. I'm like, you know, I, the, I don't know. The setup seemed really poor, but it really only really gets up sets up once once that first little bit's done. But what's part? I don't understand the criticism. What 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 was actually poor with it? Well, so as soon as the game starts, you you see like a log cabin. It's snowy. It's dark outside. There's people arguing or saying. I think it's like t- a, a guy it was like tricking a girl to get her into the yeah, room. Yeah, there's a scene to trick the girl to think that she's like pulled this bloke, right? Yeah, but no, it, it just felt really rushed. I'm like, who, who am I supposed to be? I I I didn't know any backstory. It just for me, to me it felt really really rushed. But I guess the whole point of that is just and and then and then at the end of that at the end of that intro, like um, I I basically selected something that meant uh, are we are we doing, we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah, well, right. I mean, it's the first it's hour the of the game. Well, okay, at the end of the intro, basically both girls died i'm like i just like pressed a button and two two people are dead already and i, I didn't know if that was a right you're, you're, you, yeah you're totally you're, you're totally thinking about this game in the wrong way yeah. at this point you're very early on so i'm not yeah, saying yeah, that you're doing it wrong um but what, i love the fact it's got real actors um because i've been watching a lot of mr robot because it's it's brilliant uh watch mr robot if you haven't already and it's got rami malik in it so he's in mr robot it's quite cool and it's just good recognizing other other actors in the game um yeah, I'm interested to see see what it does because it feels like it's quite Walking Dead-ish and maybe sort of Life is Strange. It's a similar sort of game, but it looks already like it's doing different things. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm interested it, to see it, where it goes. The, the tone in this game is 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 totally different, and it, it's um and it really makes things feel different. Like it makes you make different decisions than you normally would in these types of games. You'll make decisions in Until Dawn that you would never make in The Walking Dead because in The Walking Dead you feel like you're amongst them. In Until Dawn you feel like you're playing with them. If you know what I mean. Okay, cool. Okay. You, you're you're definitely you're definitely more of a director than you are projecting your character onto. Yeah, yeah, the game well. the game is very explicit about that as well. You're clearly being sort of uh, it's clearly telling you that you're sort of a puppet master in the background. Yeah, and it, and there are like arguments. There are big arguments where it's like there's the nice option to try and calm down the situation, or there's the inflammatory option. And I think that was the first time where I just went, like I, I would usually in that sort of situation say, right, let's try and calm everyone down because I want everyone to get on, so it might help me later on down the line. On that one, I was like, no, let's see the drama. Let's really wind these these characters up and then see where it goes from there. You do feel like you're playing with the story mod- yeah, more than you are. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm certainly interested to play play more. Uh, definitely. You know that bit where they fall down the rock at the start, the two girls yeah. and crack their skull. Well, I pissed myself laughing at that, um, simply because, like, I didn't. I wasn't worried about losing a couple of characters at that point. I was more the fact that it gave you that warning beforehand, and then all of a sudden it played out right in front of me. It just made me laugh. It was just. Did, I it, it was did quite you funny. drop the girl, or did you drop both of you? I let go. Yeah, I dropped both of us. 
I let go. So, um, uh, and then, and then like, it was because you saw that little, you have a little hint to what comes up in that game, right? Yeah, or you, possible you, you things clicked that like could a happen. totem and it shows you like a, a body hitting the ground. Yeah, and so I saw that, and uh, and then when it played out straight after I'd seen that, I just laughed because it was kind of like, okay, yeah, that's where it's going, then that's what happened. I fucked up, but it just didn't bother me. I don't know. It's just I think that game nailed something that that um that is completely not what other games like it are try to achieve, but um as a result you totally look at it in a different way and it, it really, really works. What's really good is obviously we've had Walking Dead and that was a particular type of game. Life is Strange was a teen drama. This feels like uh, a sort of teen horror, like and like a scream or, you yeah, know, yeah. I know what I did last summer. So it's great that these sort of different genres of game are coming out in this same sort of style. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. I'm definitely yeah, we're all waiting for the more. first comedy that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Seinfeld, the, the game. That'd be, that'd be brilliant. In. Is this, is this PS4 only? Kramer this game? walks in and starts being racist to everyone. Uh, I think it is PS4 only, I think. Yeah, it is. It's, okay. it's in-house, I think. It's second party, I think. Yes, okay. Um, I'll drop one of my games now. I've been playing uh, We Happy Few, uh, which is a game that was announced at E3 this year, got everyone excited, and then people started making up in their heads what they thought the game was and it comes out and it's not that game and then they got angry about that. Well, I think <laughs> everyone made it what for. they thought based off the stuff they saw at E3. And that's what I'm saying. And um, and for starters, right, okay, so this game isn't officially out yet. It's in uh, early access or preview is what the Xbox version's calling it. Um, and I personally, I think this could possibly be the worst game to put into uh, into preview state than than I can, that, that I can think of, because every, when everyone saw that trailer, so if you've not seen the trailer to We Happy Few, it's a game that's coming to Xbox and Steam. Um, it's set in sort of London, but a fucked up. Well, it's like it feels like Clockwork Orange, right? So everyone's walking around with these like weird painted faces, and uh, they're all saying all these chirpy Cockney phrases and all that sort of stuff, uh, and weird like you know, babble, <laughs> just like in Clockwork Orange. Uh, it's a little bit more bright more bright and colourful uh, than Clockwork Orange ever was, but, it, you know, it's got that same feel to it. Um, and the idea is is that everyone's taking these drugs called Joy, and then if you don't take your drug, then you start seeing the world for what it really is, and you soon realise. So the example they give you in the intro is you see some kids hitting a pinata on a table, and um and then it breaks open and they're eating lots of candy off the table that have come out of the uh, thing. If you don't take your drug, then you slowly start to realise that it's not that's not what they're hitting. They're actually hitting a rat and they're eating its insides. And then you realise how fucked up things are around that place. But because you were drugged up before, you didn't see that stuff. Anyway, um. So everyone sort of saw this as the new Bioshock and it was going to be a story-led sort of game. And then it come out that actually it's not that at all. It's kind of like a... Is it called a roguelike? Is that the right phrase? James, what's a roguelike? Sorry, it's a roguelike, one. is it? <laughs> yeah, isn't a roguelike... Um, it's, uh, it, it's where it um, like generates each time, not something different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, exa- it's exactly that. And um, it's, so it generates new stuff uh, each time. Uh, and it's got permadeath and all that sort of business around it. Um, and it's sort of more of a survival game that feels a lot more like a Don't Starve than it does Bioshock, you know what I mean? Um, the problem is here is that 
people wanted a story-driven game in this setting because the setting looks incredible and then all of a sudden and the story sounded good as well and then all of a sudden it wasn't that um but then the developers have said no there is a story mode in this it's just not in the game yet this is more to just you know test a few things out and uh yeah i mean this really does feel like alpha stage at best uh it's it feels really cheap really clunky some of the mechanics don't really work properly you don't know when people around you are angry at you or if they're okay with you um there's not really that much to do other than just to try and stay alive i've come across a few missions here and there but they don't seem very well rounded out it's not clear what you have to do and where you have to go to achieve it uh you know there's i've read about people managing to do stuff in it but the end result hasn't been worth the like the payoff hasn't been worth all the effort you have to go through to try and stay alive whilst while uh, ticking off these missions, um, and it's just really scruffy, which I suppose is the very definition of this preview program and and what it's there there for. But when it doesn't represent the game that is supposedly coming out as a result of this, then what's the point? Surely all you're going to do is turn people off of your game. It doesn't make sense to me. So, Have you so, not tried this yet, Matt? No, I, I downloaded it and, and, and now I've got a chance to play it. So it doesn't. So how many sort of story missions does it have in this early? I I, I don't know. Off the, I I haven't looked into it. Um, did, did, I mean, there's no story missions in this game whatsoever. There are uh, so far in this preview state. There are um, side quests, and I've come across. So uh, the one I saw was there was a guy laying down on the floor, and he was really injured, and he was asking, "Hey, can you help me out with this?" Can you get me this? Can can you bandage me up? Now, obviously, bandages are something you need in that game to stay alive. But I gave him the bandages. And then he said, oh, can you get me some water? So then you've got to get him some water. And then you've got to do this. And, and then I got to a point where it was just like one step too far. Like, I didn't really know where to go to get him the next thing on the list. And then by that point, I was kind of lost and got confused and then went off and did my own thing. Um so what I did in my playthrough, I basically didn't take the pill, left the facility that was holding you, um, then started, you sort of walk up in this, this open area, which I'm assuming is the stuff that generates as uh, every time that you do it, every time you launch the game. Um, and I walked around and I was all of a sudden I was hungry, so I started eating and that poisoned me because it was rotten meat. And uh, I was throwing up and uh, losing energy really quickly. Um, then I found a house and I fell asleep in the house and some woman took offence to that and she started trying to beat me up. So I killed her <laughs> and then everyone in the village absolutely hated me and they all started trying to kill me. And then um, I managed to escape and find an area where I wasn't, like I didn't hadn't aggroed people and everyone was fine with me again. But then instantly, I'd, without really knowing what I did wrong they all become aggressive again. And it was kind of like, I don't really know the rule set here. Now that's fine because with these sort of games, you've got to learn the rule sets and learn what you can and cannot do without upsetting people and how to advance in the game. Um, here though, it just felt like that it wasn't clear enough. Uh, and all of a sudden people just hated me. And I don't know, it felt like more of a bug than it did an actual system in place. Uh, and that's what confused me. Um, and it just wasn't really that much fun to play. The combat's not very good at this stage. And um, uh, there's some weird stuff where characters all look the same, but with different color tops. And uh, like, for example, you can every character, you can walk up to and press a button and talk to them. But what happens is if you do that, certain characters you start dialogue with and you have some sort of a conversation. 
other characters, you just blurt out a generic, weird, clockwork orange-style phrase. Like, I, I can't remember the phrases off the top of my head, but it's kind of like, the horses, they're all thinking about the horses. Oh, get away from me. And then you move okay. on and say the same thing to someone else. And it's kind of like, it just feels really cheap at this stage. Um, and I don't think it's ready for people to actually see yet. Um, I've got a feeling that if this wasn't such a big thing at E3, we would not be seeing this this game at this point. Um, it just I, feels crazy that the E3 stuff, it, it seemed like a really interesting narrative experience that this early version has none of that. And so it's going to leave a lot of people with a really bad impression about what the game actually is. Exactly. And the, I mean, the developers have been saying, no, there is a story mode in it. But it's kind of like, yeah, but it, I mean, that's the side we were interested in. Instead, you've shown us this side of the game and it's not very good. So what, you know, where do we go from here? Um, and not only that, the, the opening section, the, 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 the bit that you see in the trailer at E3 is in the game. That's the opening of the game, right? Uh, shot for shot, all the decisions you make in that uh, section, they're, they're all in this opening part of the game. Um, the problem is, once you're out of that area of the game, it, it kind of looks really bad. And it doesn't have that same feel and place that that, that opening area did. And it, and and that will only disappoint people, I think. Um, there's a lot of people being saying they've missold, a, they've been missold a game, uh, and they're comparing it to the likes of Dead Island and that trailer. I don't see it in the same vein. Um, what, but, 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 but what did people honestly think they were going to get from that Dead Island trailer? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm totally. They thought with the whole you. game was going to be slow mo. <laughs> with um, with Mad World or whatever. It was. No, no, yeah, I totally no. understand. Like, I liked Dead Island. I thought it was, I thought it was a very decent game. Actually, what, what was the song on the trailer again? That it was written for the game, wasn't it? I thought it was like a famous bit of music. No, no, I thought that, but I, I, I remember speaking to to someone who worked on it, and they were like, "No, no, we, that was composed for the trailer." Oh, right. I, I think that's correct. He might have been lying. Um, if I bought a game expecting Bioshock and got Don't Starve, I'd be flipping tables there. <laughs> um, I yeah, but I I don't know. It was such an I mean, you made one point and then the opposite point. I mean, it it, it kind of felt like everyone just assumed it was like Bioshock. At no point did it say, and all this stuff is is in the game. It's just it, for me, it doesn't sound like it's mis-selling it because it didn't actually say what it was. I, I was just that was just my opportunity to have a go at Don't Starve. It didn't really have anything to do with anything. Oh right, yeah, I didn't get on with those Don't Starve either. Mm. I, I, as I said last week, those games, um, they always sound really interesting, but I've never actually enjoyed one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did the, like when I first played Don't Starve, I was like, wow, this could, like, the idea of this is amazing. This could be amazing. And then within an hour, I'm going, I'm not actually having any fun doing this. How did you get this game? So it's not out? It's an alpha. It's in preview. No, it's the new um, preview program that Microsoft have set up. Oh, of course, oh, I see. Uh, and it's on Greenlight on Steam. Right? Don't they call so, it like early access? Oh, early or access. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. They, they call it the preview. I, I can't remember what's what preview exactly. on Xbox, and then early access, obviously, on um, Steam. Yeah. So that, that's what they're trying to do. I don't think I want to play many games like that, to be honest with you. Mm. Weird. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's one of the games I've been playing. You have been playing a very interesting game, Mr. Chet Roivas. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about it, because it's caused quite a stir on the internet. Oh, okay, right. Okay, I want to know about this, because I, I, I haven't uh, been privy to that. Galgun, double piece on the PS4. So what's happened on the internet? I was going to ask about this, because I assume this is just passed by without anyone noticing. 
Well, I'll be honest with you. The first, the the only real coverage I've seen for it, like properly listened to and, and take a notice of, uh, was on Giant Bomb last week. And they were a lot more forgiving for it than I thought they would be. Um, and I'll tell you why. Their, their stance was more, you know, this is what it is. You know, this is the type of game it's going for. And, you know, if you're going to go what, for a... What type of game is it? Sorry. Yeah, go on. Uh, let's, let's hear what it is first. Check. Uh, have you, I mean, have you all seen the trailers? Yes. You've all seen the trailers? Yeah. I've seen oh, shots. Okay. I watched the trailers in a playthrough as well. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so, I mean, the thing is, it's basically an on-rail shooter, um, but rather than shooting, you know, men in combat gear, you're shooting pheromones at young girls as they run around. Um, I went in completely blind, um, so I watched the trailers subsequently, and when I watched the trailers, I thought, that that looks like the kind of thing that might cause a stir. I think the trailers are way worse than the actual game itself because um, they're a lot looter and they're. I suppose they're trying to bring people in. So, so you you expected Giant Bomb to be upset but they weren't, is that what you're saying? Yeah, not that they weren't, that, that they just didn't really, yeah, I suppose they weren't really upset. You heard that, right? Uh, um, Matt, you must yeah, have yeah, heard, I heard that. it. Yeah, I heard it, yeah. They just said that they had seen worse um, yeah, which, yeah. which I'm not surprised and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great but <laughs> Uh, but they'd seen worse, yeah. They, they didn't yeah. seem that bothered by it. I, yeah, I, I couldn't work up the enthusiasm or, or the or the fury to be upset about it. It's not... It kind of reminded me of those old... I don't know what they call that kind of art, the old English uh, po- humorous postcards, you know, the old sort of vaguely yeah, yeah, news. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, seaside yeah. Uh, town... Seaside, yeah, exactly, that sort of thing. humour. Exactly, yeah. And when people talk about games like this, they always say, oh, it's aimed at teenage boys, and I don't think it is. I, I This is the kind of game that I would have thought was amazing when I was like eight or nine. Well, at the age at which I was obsessed with Leisure Suit Larry, I never played one, but you know, you were kind of obsessed with the, with the games in that sort yeah, of yeah. way. Um, See, when I because I watched I watched the trailer for this, and then I was watching like Kotaku did like some sort of playthrough, and my wife saw some of this, and she just said, "Is this game for paedophiles?" Oh, like, boy. This, yeah, she See, was. She this was is really this shocked is the thing it. that this is the thing that I don't get, and I've not played the game, so I can't really you know get a fair gauge of it. But watching the trailers. It looks like schoolgirls and sexualizing schoolgirls. Uh, you know, the, there are bits where they're in a library and they're bending over and lifting up their skirt, and you can see their ass and stuff. And they look like not kids, but they look fucking young. Yeah, like that's the under whole, sixteen. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, I kind of you're already making me realize that I should probably have felt more sternly about this game than I did. Um, but yeah, I think it's pro- the marketing made me expect something so much worse. That I kind of just took it for, I kind of just accepted it for what it was, which was a slightly naughty kind of. There's no overt nudity in it, but I suppose that's the fu- the fucking issue is that all of the girls in it are supposed to be like, t- like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. Dark, that that fucks me up, but this, man. Like, I, I, but, but because it's a fucking cartoon, I suppose I personally didn't th- sort of think of it like that. After a while, after, yeah. almost immediately, I was. It's just a shooter. I mean, that's the the thing about the game is that. Mechanically, it is a really sound shooter. It's not original. They've stolen from the best. But I was thinking of stuff like the the better Time Crisis or Ghost Squad. I mean, it's modelled on those very, very good uh, um, on-rails light gun games. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm already just thinking about I mean, I would never want to play this in the presence of somebody else because you knew it was that. But I, maybe I should have taken into account more the fact that they were kids. It, because it's a cartoon, you don't really think of them as anything other than just things to shoot at. Or at least I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 
you, you, you sort of raise your HP by shooting at these girls, and different girls have different weak spots, so some of their weak spots are in their feet, some of them are in their like torso, and some of them are in their head, so when you shoot them, they have like a, a, a euphoria shot, I think it's called, so it's more points, which is just like basically a headshot versus other parts of the body on a normal shooter. Um, yeah, <laughs> There's, I mean, the thing about it is that they, they, they say at the beginning there's a zoom button. It's very important, but don't use it for sort of, you know, don't be naughty with it. And I thought that would be funny if you were playing the game and you saw something in the background and you zoomed in and it was like a, a you know, a priest furiously polishing like a, a, a statue or something. You know, something really, really crude like that. They could, they could have been a, a, a source of humor, but it's just, you see a girl in the back. It's just a shooter. It's a really, really enjoyable, but straightforward shooter. And I suppose I just completely lost sight of what the game was sort of quote unquote about. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. I think- and I, 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 I think James and I can, can attest to being like in that similar situation where you, where you kind of ignore certain things to, to sort of not justify it, but you, but you don't focus on that side of things. I mean, definitely with Dead or Alive, the latest one. So- um, because I- we're a big fan, we're a big fan of that game, and we we really like you know it, it, it's it, there's no doubt that a big part of it is to try and appeal to you know it's trying to be erotic and it's trying to do all this sort of shit. But then there's that Mary Rose character in it, and we always like sort of tut and roll our eyes on it. And it, when you think about it, no no that character is fucking disgusting and should not be in that game. And the fact that they've made it the focal point of that. The, the latest extreme game that that didn't even come out over here is pretty fucked up and I, I it, like it makes me want to snap the disc but at the same time when you come over we sat and played it and enjoyed it so it's kind of like we're kind of overlooking that side of that game as well you know what I mean you see when 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 I saw this and like when my wife saw it she was like she just said she just said afterwards she was like the whole dead or alive thing she's like I get that you know it's like these are like you know adult women that kind of thing but this is just messed up and it's like and then also, when you like, did you read any of the YouTube comments? Like, no. loads of them are all just like people saying, "Please don't censor this game," and that mm. kind of indicates like, what's what's the audience there? You know, what do they really want from this? It's uh, you know, yeah, it, it's, you- it's really interesting just because it, even the the way it's presented and the the really upbeat kind of jolly music, I suppose it all plays a part in just in my case, just kind of thinking, ah, yeah, this is just a, this is just a bit of fun, and that's what that was my attitude towards it. I wasn't uh, uh, upset, but. I did completely and utterly forget that they were supposed to be depicting schoolgirls. I mean, even though the whole game's set in a school and you pick, each level was like a, the gymnasium and here and here and here, and I just kind of forgot. So I can totally understand. I mean, I, I have been completely unaware of any uproar. Has there, haven't like uh, people in the press been going apeshit about this and? Uh, not not really i don't think it's been big enough for people to there's been a few you know sort of rolly eye posts on 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 twitter and um i was really surprised by the lack of uh i i the, not the free pass that they gave it on giant bomb but the fact that they didn't really acknowledge the fact that it was set in a school and with school kids and it was sexualizing honestly, them honestly rather. honestly dave i completely forgot because it's such a good Light gun game. There's a, they've really taken care to localize the story. So, I mean, there is a, a shitload of like text, like you're reading texts, but it's, it, although it's been very, very literally and very, very well localized, you, you see your own text on the screen and then you see the intro. So it's basically impossible to follow, but I don't know why I went, I don't know what, what that had to do with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? I do. I do that sometimes. Start on a point, and then <laughs> I'm just like, that's completely the wrong point. I'm, I'm probably about. meant to say something completely different. What did you just say to me? 
Um, it's, I was talking about Giant Bomb and then... Oh, I suppose because there is this story and everything is almost a distraction from what the game actually is. And the game as a shooter is really fucking cool. There's, uh, the, there's just... It's like any shooter. It's like Ghost Squad. There's just... Um, let me think of something. There's there's sequences where they pin you to the ground, and you're managing three different perspectives. It's just in terms of the systems in it, it's a really really well considered, thoughtful shooter. And then you throw in the upbeat music and the presentation, and you throw in a story that you're skipping but trying to pay attention to. Those things side sort of sidetracks me from something that probably like I should be just outright just this. There's something extremely wrong with this, and I shouldn't really be enjoying it. Isn't isn't there like a a bit of the game where there's just one female character on that's, the screen and you've got to look at bits of them? This that, that those bits I found interesting because those were the bits that I saw featured in the trailer and they're sporadically placed. Uh, they're called Doki Doki. I don't know what the, I know that was the original title of Doki Doki Panic was Mario, but I don't know what Doki Doki means as a phrase. Oh, they did say that on Giant Bottom as well. Oh, didn't did they? they? That? I'm trying yeah, to remember yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But yeah, in between the shooter, the shooting sections, which is basically the game. Uh, I mean, the one that I'm sure I saw in one trailer at least, and the first one you come across is a girl who's stuck in a window, and you have to basically caress her to try and get her out of the window. But all it is is you're playing really, really boring mini games on her body, like on her skirt and on her back and on her legs and stuff, uh, until you can sort of charge up enough power to push her. The weird thing about it is that they're ridiculously difficult, um, and I think they're ridiculously difficult for two reasons. First of all, because the noise that you make when you fuck up, I suppose, is appealing to the people who want to play that sort of thing because she reacts much more loudly when you don't hit the thing you're supposed to hit or whatever. And I suppose also these sequences for a lot of people are the the, the reason that the game exists. So if you could complete them in a minute or so, like all of the other levels, it wouldn't be as appealing. I mean, yeah, those bits are... And there's a bit with a girl in in a changing room... I feel, yeah, the more I think about this, the more I'm just like, why did I have such a laid back attitude about it? I must admit, it it, it don't sit right with me. <laughs> it does not sit right with me. It just seems a, like maybe I'd feel a bit different if it was adult women. I guess I don't know because I, 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 I mean think... that's what at the end of the day because it's so crudely animated and this could run on a PS3. Um, that you don't, you kind of forget. I forgot. I felt like everything in the game was trying to persuade me that I wasn't playing what I was playing, which is not actually true. The more honestly, the more I think about it, I'm just like, why was I just so fucking just whatever about this game? It really is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. I don't know. But it's a really good shooter. That's the annoying thing. I haven't played a really, really entertaining, well-built, well-measured uh, and sort of well-paced shooter like this in ages. So that's... So why has this not been put into something a little bit more, like, less On a, if you re- weird? If you reskinned everything in this game, you'd have a belting... And the, the, the thing is, there were also things that I found quite funny in it. You know, whenever in a, in a time crisis or any of those light gun games, there's always a moment where the camera looks up and there's like a commando with a knife in his teeth jumping out of a tree. When that happens and it's a, a girl, I found that quite funny. But then the whole idea of that point is so that you can look up her skirt and I, that just completely went over my head. Weird. You've been hypnotised. You're actually... Uh, I'm actually scared of you now. What are you going to end up doing? <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. I've got a Vita code for this game. If anybody wants it, tweet at... What's, the, what's, the, what's this computer game, the computer game show, is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's the you're on the computer game show. Yeah, but is that the is that the Twitter? Uh, what is a uh, computer game pod? Okay, tweet at computer game pod, uh, and hashtag I am a pervert. But also, you have to include. <laughs> we've been recording now for an hour and twenty five minutes. Guess how many times I've been for a piss. Right then. <laughs> um, okay, that's what was that game called again? Uh, Gal Gun uh, Double Piece, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, Classic. I mean, get get that if you want. Just, I don't know, probably just don't let anyone know Has about Michael it. reviewed it yet, do you think? <laughs> don't. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll talk about another game I've been playing. I have been playing, I started Metal Gear Solid 5. And uh, I yes, started playing it on the internet after, do you know what? I don't drink that much anymore. I genuinely don't. I'm trying to cut down completely. I mean, I used to drink quite a bit not to excess um i used to sort of have two or three beers a night and you know the weekends go a bit crazy but never too bad you know when i was a lot younger um over the past two years i these days i kind of buy a pack of six beers on a friday and and drink them over the next three days and i'm happy with that uh, unless I'm going out on a night out or whatever, and I have a little bit more. Basically, I don't drink much anymore. And on Saturday night, we sat down, and I had um, a quite. I bought like a load of Peronis and a load of uh, um, Amstel beers, and I don't know what had happened, but it, it was just flowing. We were playing Overwatch and Grand Theft Auto with uh, John and Nick, and I was drinking and drinking and drinking. And then they went to bed at about ten o'clock, and I thought, well. I ain't ready to go to bed yet. I'll try it. I'd bought Metal Gear Solid that day. So I thought, maybe I'll try the intro to this. Oh, you know what? I'll stream it. And I carried on drinking while I was streaming. By the end of it, I was fucking hammered because my tolerance level has gone right down. It's plummeted. But the way you were drinking those beers, like, I mean, I watched the whole stream and uh, it's on our <laughs> YouTube channel. And uh, But, um... Yeah, the way you just like drinking those beers, you, you were like gulping for ages. Like I can do it with like a bottle of water. You I was just finding it so easy to drink, and um, and by the end of it, I was absolutely mullered. So let me the the whole intro I hated, right? Because I'm not into the Metal Gear Solid universe at all. Um, I, I you know I don't mind Kojima when he's being batshit mental, but not when he's being a little bit anime. And that, that that intro is pure anime, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, Fireman shows up and starts playing. And I was just like... Didn't you, didn't you, you love how many times you fell over? Oh, it's just constant falling. The, yeah, the, the, the intro bit where you're walking along and you haven't got the use of your legs. Mm. and But if you go anywhere near an object, he puts his hand on it, tries to pull his weight up, and it falls down. Yeah. Right, That happens about four or five times. Um, there are bits where it just focuses on things for far too long, and it... About midway through, I think I said, Kojima really needs an editor because this there's a lot of that intro stuff that could just be cut out completely, and you you'd have probably been into it more. Um, someone said in the chat, could you could you imagine a film trying to get away with this whole intro? I mean, it was an hour long, which is you know a good chunk of a film, and to spend that amount of time in that setting, just not actually offering you any form of storytelling or gameplay is kind of like this is fucking really bad Mm. um so i really didn't enjoy it um and then by the time that i got through that and i was uh on my horse heading off to my first mission i was totally fucked yeah like i was 
I didn't know what I was doing. I kept forgetting what they were asking me to do. I forget, you you couldn't follow basic instructions. No. I, I actually went some notes down after watching the stream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at one time, at one point, you you called him Kodima. <laughs> <laughs> he said Kodima um, uh, is uh, he can't direct for shit. Um, th- th- you basically left twice to go for a piss during really important cutscenes. <laughs> I couldn't believe Yeah, but how you was leaving. I supposed to know that they were really important cutscenes when it was just the same bollocks pages? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, I, right, so you left. Um, someone had written in the comments, oh, here comes the exposition bit. Um, you And then the, the, the cutscene was happening. You went for a piss. You, you came back and said, oh, no. You said, oh, what, what the hell's exposition? And then um, the comment came back like, oh, it's when they explain things. And you're like, oh, I can't believe that. But you just missed all the explanation because you've just gone for a piss. So you're like, oh, I can't believe there's going to be loads of explanation. No, no, you, no you, don't worry because you, you have just missed it. Um, There's obviously a lot of like chat about the font, um, which I found amazing. What was the chat about the font? I didn't really. I weren't following it because I was fucked. I, I, only the, I think I think it's PP done in the chat. Just hated hated the font. Um, I mean, it's it's not great. It's it's not as bad as um, Until Dawn, of course. Um, <laughs> and then the bit towards the end where you couldn't. You were looking through binoculars and you couldn't find. You couldn't scroll to the right to find the town. And people in chat were like, <laughs> "Just look right," and you were looking left. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on at that point. I think the most embarrassing part of that whole thing was just riding along on my horse, like sort of nearly falling asleep and then realising that something was shooting at me, getting off the horse, trying to turn around and shoot back at it and shooting my horse right in the head. Mm. That, that um, bit was amazing, actually. Oh, no, I shot my horse. <laughs> and then and then the the horse just flying off up into the air with no explanation. It just it went up and uh, and that made me laugh a bit. But... Uh, and then freaking out about not having a horse because I I assume you're supposed to have that horse for a lot longer. No, no, no. You, you can, as someone said in the chat, you, you can just like um, whistle and your horse will come back. Yeah, but then I was like, well, how do you whistle? And they were trying to tell me how to, but they, they yeah, were not it, making it. You hold down one of the LR buttons and you click down and whistle, but yeah. But I was trying to do that and it weren't working. Yeah, but you were pissed, so. Good point. Good point. But, but anyway, um, you, you've got for the intro. Um, I, I think like the first mission you're on now, I think that one's okay, but it really opens up after that. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it gets I'm, incredible. I'm well aware that everyone says that the opening is very uh, not. It's not representative of the no, re- rest of the game, and it um, uh, and it's probably the worst part of the game. So um, I'm not worried. I'm I'm genuinely interested to crack on, yeah. and I th- I guess I should stream. The rest yeah, of my definitely, playthrough? Absolutely should, yeah. So this was another episode of Catching Up. Obviously, we haven't done one since I finished the Uncharted series, but this is uh, is episode 19 of Catching Up. It's on a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash the computer game show. Well worth watching that. I think it's like an hour and a half um, archive a video of the stream because it's really funny in a few places. If not, I need to see Dave getting gradually, gradually more pissed. <laughs> and, and the chat getting more angry about his like lack, lack of responsiveness or not concentrating or listening to the instructions or someone someone said uh, on Twitter today that they hope that the rest of the stream is me doing it drunk. That's not going to happen. I think it has to be. Um, someone called you the Mister Bean of stealth games, which I love. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not very good at stealth games. I've got no fucking patience, man. I just get annoyed. I'm just like, come well, on, just yeah, don't do okay. shit. Yeah, the, the, the good thing, the amazing thing about this game is you can start stealthy, but as soon as you don't want, as soon as you want to kick off, it turns into a really amazing action game. And like I said, when I first started playing it, it felt very much like a Far Cry game. There's, it's open world. You can go to little settlements, and uh, yeah, after watching that, I made me want to, you know, get back to playing it myself. I think I got to about mission twenty or so in my playthrough, but 
it's such an amazing game um which reminds me actually talking about far cry far cry primal is now in the um ps4 summer sale get it it's far better than you think it is how much is it uh i can't remember to be quite honest with you but uh uh just get it anyway it's bloody good (laughs) 20 quid i might have a cop do you want to borrow it do i want to borrow it yeah my girlfriend's copy's here i haven't touched that either i haven't got the time Oh fucking hell! Single player games, like, I, 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 yeah. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll you try. play through inside. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Single player games that last about four hours, I'm all over those. <sighs> you really like it. You're just doing yourself a I'll, mischief. I'll play it at some point. Incidentally, if you're going to play games drunk, you need to pick your drinks better because Amstel and Peroni are not session drinks at all. So, um, no, no, they're not. But I, I really look. But like Peroni's amazing, but Amstel um, was just cheap. <laughs> and it was quite strong. I think at that point, I just wanted to get smashed. Two pints of Peroni, and that's it. You, you, you're on headache territory there. A Peroni, I'm not too bad with actually. It's, it was the Amstel that really took me to the next level. That was bad uh, news. Check Far Cry Primal uh, from fifty four ninety nine, only thirty one ninety nine on sale. <clears throat> it's been it's been less than twenty quid on Xbox. So it's worth it. It's it's a it's such a good Far Cry game uh, that didn't get the props because. Of silliness. Should have been DLC. Oh no, it should have no what was yeah, it should have been DLC was the big argument. It should have dinosaurs in it. Well that, that's was... a given. I mean I, I will admit I still have a problem with the fact that there aren't guns in it. Guns have been so integral to Far Cry since the beginning. You it? you get over that so quickly. You really do get over that so quickly. Throwing the, spears the... and rocks and stuff, really? Um yeah, you don't really throw spears and rocks and stuff that much. It's more about just running around clubbing cunts. Okay. It's it's um yeah, and it's really satisfying. Uh, not only that, the use of the animals and stuff is just fucking brilliant. Mm. Yeah, the owl is <laughs> top boy. Right. Okay. That's um that's that's all I played at Metal Gear Solid. I shall play some more in the near future. Um, only one more game left to talk about, Matt. Super Stickman Golf Three is out now on iOS. And it's brilliant. You were a huge fan of the second one, weren't you? Yeah, I've I, I loved all of them actually, but it, they've always felt like really solid games. They look great. They I've never had like one crash on me ever. Uh, the multiplayer is fantastic, um, and the third one's out now, and it's got some couple of new modes. It's um, they've implemented a card system like every other game on on the bloody planet. So you like you when you when you go up a level, uh, you get a little like foil pack to open and get new golfers and hats and trails and trophies and stuff from that. But um, yeah, it, I mean it's not too similar from the previous two games, but it's fantastic. Uh, James and I are playing uh, some multiplayer. It's really really good. You can sort of have wages you can bet you basically get um bucks they're called but you essentially pick up like notes and uh currency around around the courses you can you, you amass those and you can embed those against uh, friends if you want to play um if you want to play each other there's a really good mode called daily race mode whereby um you... yeah i was interested to hear about this because you were talking about this on probably interface i think um what 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 is uh the what is the daily race mode? So uh, actually, it's actually less it's actually less impressive than I thought it was at first. So essentially, so daily race mode is um you, there is basically uh if you play for well so every day you play there's a prize you get for winning for becoming for for potting um, let's start again. So th- there's a hole. Um, there's you versus those like random random golfers, and when when the hole starts, you see five or six other golfers you see their ghosts and them sort of hitting the ball into the hole and the aim of that day is you've got to get your ball into the hole before they do 
um if you finish first uh then you get like you get that day's prize for every consecutive good day you play the prize increases from like two bucks five bucks ten bucks eventually up to a free uh, card pack um so then so you play every day you essentially try and uh, get the ball in the hole for your competitors but it's just really good to see to see their ghost to see how they're how you know the angle they're hitting the ball how hard they're hitting it and you've got to try and get it in the ball uh, get it in the hole get it in the hole before they do See, so what, what are they are they actual real ghosts from real players or yeah they... they seem to be randoms that you know, random yeah they seem to be randoms but 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 so the way i thought it was going to be is so basically um i i played it and i say i've got it in first i thought i would get a notification saying someone has done it better than me i mean i haven't had that yet um i'm not sure if it's just a case of on you know as soon as you get first then you're first and no one else can overtake you but i was on the impression that someone else could keep playing all day um and and try and beat your time and get it in before you but i haven't had that yet i'm i, I no, don't think it's... i'm the world's best super st- super you know, golfer in this in this game but i don't know see i've I've tried that and it yeah it doesn't work like that it's basically if you're not first you can just keep trying until you are but if you if you are first from the beginning it doesn't matter you just retain that anyway uh, that's a bit of a shame but it, it's still really fun it, it, it's, it's just fun to, you know, trying to find a way of getting in before the other ghosts do um as, as you're viewing that hole I the just remember great, playing. Man. I remember playing Super Stickman Golf Two with you, Matt, and it just being an absolutely infuriating experience. Why? Uh, not because of you, but because, like, the amount of times that you'd be ahead or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you'd fuck up one course so much that, I mean, it just got embarrassing because it does that thing. Um, I assume the third game does this as well, where it records your attempt at trying to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The and you can and watch them fuck it back. up continuously. Yeah, yeah, and it's like knowing that your friend is watching you fuck up that over and over again is just yeah, like the that's worst. That's part of the fun, though. And it's it's also the fact that it's like if you really, really fuck up on one hole, like one hole, then you can just think, okay, maybe this isn't going to go so well. But then you're just hoping that they're going to do the same thing later on, later down the line. I don't know why it made me so angry. I, don't, I don't, as I said, I don't think it's a problem in the game. It's a problem with my mental state. I was just like, it just used to get me so fucking angry. Like if I if I fucked up too many times on one course, like I would totally lose my shit, and uh, it would ruin my day. Mm. Um, but, and then it didn't help when you got Matt going, "Oh yeah, just watch yours." And I'm just like, "Fuck you, Matt." Yeah, it's still yeah. got the the biggest issue from the previous games is that basically you you can chat when you're playing uh, a mate, but it's still got landscape only keyboard and it's fucking infuriating. It just look it just feels horrible to type on. It looks rubbish. I can't believe I haven't made it like portrait keyboard. Uh, I know the whole game is landscape, but anyway, that that thing does my nine. But um. Yeah, it's got loads of new courses. You can download extra courses as well if you go premium, which of course I have. I think it's like two pounds thirty or something. You even move ads, you get five card packs. Um, yeah, you should it's get also it the the best thing though is that I I really like the spin that you can add now. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah that's brilliant. Ones, yeah. Yeah. So how do you spin? What do you do? Well, you do the you know like before it was like you know you tap to then you know do how how hard you wanted to hit the ball and then yeah. then to actually hit it. Well, you, it also has like a spin left and right. So after you've hit it. You can then like manipulate the ball in the air, like to spin it like back or forward, and then so when it lands, it will like you know, it's yeah, it makes yeah, a yeah, difference. It's absolutely it's such a brilliant feeling when you smash onto a green, but you've already applied backspin, it just like lands dead there, or yeah. it like spins back into the hole. Yeah, it's it's absolutely yeah. The, the spin is such a great mechanic that they've added. Hmm. Just download it, Dave. We'll play. I don't it's know if game. I could deal with that in my life again. Yeah, you can. You can. It's good. It's a such. It's a, such a <laughs> solid game. Oh, can I? Well, if Matt says, then maybe I should. Five out of five. 
Right, okay, that's, that's what we've been playing. Uh, we should probably move on to emails and then call this a day. Okay, so first one, we have, yeah, we've got two emails today, which is good. We've got um, Mason Ratcliffe who says, The recent Sonic Adventure whale jumping over you chat left me wondering what some of the other, other favourite or more memorable set pieces in video games have been over the years. I start the ball rolling with a T-Rex out of nowhere at the start of the first Tomb Raider game. It blew my mind back in the day. I, I remember I remember the um, uh, the dogs jumping through the windows in Resident Evil 1 like it was yesterday. Like I remember being so scared of that. It was a liquor that jumped through the window, wasn't it? A what? It was no, a liquor. No, it, it was dogs. It was liquor in Resident Evil 2. It was the dogs oh, in Resident Evil 1. Yeah, two, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, man, it was for, that, that was horrific. I just remember that was the first time I was genuinely free, like free. I remember like adults talking about that game at the time and saying how fucked up and scary it is, and that probably put me on total edge. And then the first time that that I remember, obviously the first time when a zombie turns around and looks at you, that scared me. And then the fucking dogs in that hallway, mate, that was fucking horrific. I hated Have it. Have you played Resident Evil Two, Dave? Did you play it when it came out? Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't. No, because I wasn't much of a PlayStation gamer. I wasn't much of a gamer back then, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, I yeah. never really played Resident Evil 2. Why, what, what were you going to say? Just because friends of mine still mock the noise that I made and the gesture when I flung a jewel shock across the room <laughs> when I walked into a sewer and there was a giant tarantula walking towards me. Oh, fuck. No, no, honestly, that was, I was yeah, like, that ah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, do, I would not be able to cope with that. That game would have been chucked in the bin straight away. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anyone else? Any more? Oh, yeah, the T Rex, that Tomb Raider. That was definitely one of my earliest memories. Don't steal the listeners. Wait, it just was. I love that on Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember playing that with the Mad Flu. I played it on the Saturn as well. It was good. That was a good game. Uh, drop, dropping <laughs> onto the uh, the first planet at the beginning of Mario Galaxy. That's big. I didn't really do, I didn't really do anything for me. Oh, it was the way the music, the orchestral music swelled in, and it was kind of yeah. That was I, I still remember that like it was yesterday. You were Dave. You were still angry about the uh, about the motion controls. Yeah. So yeah. much waggle, yeah. man. Yeah. Fucking oh, point it at the screen and collect the stars. I mean, it works what so well. Stars do not it works yeah, it, that, that is such an incredible game. That yeah. is unbelievably good. I just didn't. No I didn't like. I did I hate that control system. I hated it. Uh, right. Okay. Next question. Okay, Finton Hines says, uh, Hello gents, just finished Witcher 3 expansion, Blood and Wine, and it's a triumph. A big improvement of the original game. A tighter story, more light-hearted script, and a less oppressive environment and climate. Have you guys played any expansion or DLC that was significant improvement on the base game? What, in general, or have we played the Witcher one? I think it means in general. Um, well, obviously the, the easy answer is Destiny. I mean, the, the the once Taken King come out, that that game changed completely for me, and it went from being a game, a shooter that I really enjoyed playing, to like a complete obsession for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, because I mean, was the Taken King weren't out when we played the Vault of Glass, was it? Uh, no, no, the Taken King was only so, last September. So I I liked the Vault of Glass. I mean, the Vault of Glass is one of the best um, uh, gameplay experiences that I've ever been through. I absolutely fucking adored that. But all the other stuff, it never really hooked me in. I wasn't like chasing things. I wasn't focusing on missions. I, I wasn't a particularly high rank character. Um, but when the Taken King come out, that all changed. And I was completely obsessed with everything from Iron Banner to try and maximize my currency and all that sort of stuff. That game completely changed from being, uh, 
yeah, fun to play to a complete obsession. Took over my life for a bit. It's good. Yeah. yeah Anything yeah. I can think of is Civilization, probably. Those, because like the expansions for those always in, like massively improve them, especially three and four. I don't know why you bring up that game after I told you my little story. But Sorry, there you go. Sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, chat? Uh, um, I thought that The Lost in the Damned was better than the whole of Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, and so was Ballad of Gay Tony, to be honest. I thought they were I, amazing. I, I, think that, I think that's a really good shout. Yeah, The Lost in the Damned was so good. Um, Ballad of Gay Tony, I didn't enjoy as much. No, same here. But but the the Lost in the Damned, I remember when that finished, I just thought, that was at a point when DLC wasn't really a thing yet, and yet Rockstar came out and just delivered something that was as high quality as everything. And I mean, just the, the, the wealth of content. I mean, I remember that blowing me away completely. Yeah, it felt different, didn't it? It felt, felt like it could have been a game in its own right and it was kind of released as a game in its own right later on down the line but yeah that was that was really good also i think a good shout out is to the um uh quite topical as well the the red dead redemption i was just uh, gonna say undead nightmare that was phenomenal as well completely reworked the game and uh gave you a new story and stuff but that was fucking sensational as well really really fun i i want to see more games do that where they take a known character base and setup and world and just put it in a bizarre setting because mm. uh, it, it really fucking works. Like, and it, it allowed for some brilliantly funny moments where there were these characters that you knew really well in this serious setting, serious story, suddenly talking about zombies taking over and stuff. Mm. It was really funny. Yeah, I've never played that. It was uh, yeah, I never played it. You never played what? Lost and that? Da- uh, um, Red Dead Nightmare. Redemption or? No, the Undead Nightmare. I played Red Dead Redemption, but I never played the Undead Nightmare. Oh man, you, you try and get. I, I I think you can. Yeah, that's that's available for. Uh, uh, what do you call that it? Is, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Well worth checking out. It's really good fun. I, I bought Red Dead the other week. You know, for six pounds. So I need to get back on that now. Um, I want to try it again. I'd love to do so those co-op game. where you posse up as a four and go and do those co-op missions. Those were superb. I never. Let, well, we it. never really got into that, did we? Matt. Let's do it, Lid. We sort of played them like once or twice. Really. Yeah, yeah. I remember mean, playing a bit at the beginning, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I I stopped playing Red Dead when I think Battles Three came out, so um, I I'm interested to go back. Never even got to Mexico. You never actually finished the main game, did you? No. No. Oh man, that is one of my favourite endings in a in a computer game. That. It's, anyway, it's um, my answer for DLC is Sonic and Knuckles. So uh, next next question. <laughs> you didn't download it, did Best you? Best expansion ever. Well, well I think about some source. That was half a game. Anyway, um, <laughs> 16-bit Smith. This is tweets now. Uh, we've Have got, you noticed um, this, uh, Matt? You know our our friend spilt milk. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. He's calling himself 16-bit Smith. Yeah, because spilt milk is now the company uh, Twitter account. Yeah, I know, but I'm more referencing the fact that your first ever oh, internet name yeah, yeah. is 16-bit Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not Pixel, but he's he's not quite as cool as that, is he? <laughs> no, he hasn't quite nailed it, but he's got close enough. Yeah, go on. Okay, so Abzu and No Man's Sky are out soon. Both seem to trade strongly on immersion in strange worlds, atmosphere and the like. So in honour of them, which games have given you the strongest sense of place and why? And have any, any utterly failed? Um, I think Bioshock's up there. But I, I, but like Infinite, I think that, that opening section to Infinite, Infinite, Infinite was, was incredible. Like, I really loved it. Uh, and I know that's a controversial one, but uh, I really felt a sense of place when I started that game, uh, and it nailed it. I thought it was really good. Um, Super Metroid, that's mine. 
Really? Yeah, it's amazing. It's the atmosphere in that is amazing. I think we can mention our old friend Dark Souls as well. Mm. That was that that was incredible for setting tone and 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 the sense of place. It was really good. And I think actually Witcher Three was another like Witcher Three absolutely nails that feeling. As I said when I played it at the time, it made me feel like I was a. Sounds weird, but it made me feel like when I was back in in the scouts and you were just walking around a forest, it sort of nailed that feeling of walking around the forest, hearing those birds chirp in the background and the the trees uh, uh, sort of waving and stuff like that. It really did feel like you were this dude out in the middle of nowhere, just trying to look around, not knowing where you what you're going to walk into next. Um, yeah, Witcher Three has I the previous um, email I've mentioned Witcher Three and. I loved it, don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of that game that turned me away from it. Uh, the combat I wasn't into at all, in the slightest. Um, but, and obviously the stuff on the horse was shit, but the story was incredible, and the the the, the setting was just spot on. Really, really well done. So yeah, that definitely gets a mention. Any more for any more? Um, I mean, I, I think Half-Life 2 does it for me. I, I just like there's such an amazing atmosphere in that game and all the areas feel so connected you know going uh, along the beach in episode two it, it just f- feels like a really real place and um I, I, it, I towards the start of the game you, you sort of ch- getting chased through those the, the building and the yeah i i think half of two that's it's a stunning game obviously i haven't said that but uh, in terms of sense of place i think it's really really got really definitely got it and of course, Rainbow Six uh, Siege. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chet, did you play The Witness and what did you think? I'm halfway through it and loving it. No, I haven't played it. No, it's, that seems like it should be something I should have played. Uh, and I, really? And I haven't. Yeah, well, just because it's a single player game that's very, very short, uh, which is. It's not, it's really long, isn't it? Well, I thought it was like about eight hours long, six hours. I heard it was really long. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's like 500 puzzles. There's, it's it can be long ting. Oh, fuck. okay. In that case, no, I have no intention of it. I don't. I don't really play single player games anymore, uh, unless they're really short. So, I thought that was a short game. Obviously not. But um, maybe one day EA Access. Uh, sorry, not EA Access. Fucking uh, PS Plus, maybe. Yeah, well, you, be, you should be so lucky. They're not fucking adding anything decent onto that recently. That, that's so, one, yeah. one day they've got to drop a bomb, and that'll be one of them. I bet. Well, like either that, or I was hoping everybody who's gone to the Rapture might have made it on there uh, by now. Or there's so many games that. that I just kind of think. <laughs> no, what was the, the Firewatch is still like really expensive? Well, not really expensive, but still like full price. I just kind of think, come on. I can't see Firewatch being on there for a while. I mean, Gone Home Zone's gone on there, which is fair enough. Like, but come on. <laughs> you used to care. We used to get some really good bargains on that thing. Right, next yeah, question. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Uh, have any games gone into your all-time top twenty since Chet and John finished? That's for, for Chet. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, uh, Overwatch is amazing, but I don't. I can't think of anything that's completely. Bummer. But I haven't really played anything since we did that podcast. So, uh, yeah, no. That's the short answer. James. Okay. Um, Fucking hell, James. Come on, <laughs> pick fill it this. up. Let's... Okay. 
Uh, okay, Chet, who would win in a fight between Hip Hop Gamer and John Denton? <laughs> uh, you'd, you know, honestly, you don't want to, that would that would be one of those things. Where you'd be like, oh, I'd love to see that, and then you'd watch it play out, and you'd be like, I really shouldn't be looking at this because John would absolutely fucking kill him. I mean, like he it wouldn't even <laughs> it wouldn't even be funny. It'd be, it would be horrible to watch. I wouldn't ever want to see that happen. But how did how did um, uh, Hip Hop Gamer get that? Um get that belt then it's a very good point fight. maybe he won it on the underground and like you know John needs to go and win it from him we need to try and make John it happen Ditton. <laughs> John Ditton John um, Ditton I don't even like his damn picture man <laughs> next question okay um, okay so Jet, are you still playing Xbox games or what? what is your substitute Oh no no I'm not I'm not playing it. I I I had my Xbox 360 until about uh, three or four months ago and I'd go on there and there would be games on there and I'd be like I'd love to sit down and play those but amazingly there is I don't know when the cutoff date it's got to be either coming up or have just happened where they cut that service off I don't know whether it's happened and I mean no one's noticed because no one gave a shit about it in the first place but um, no I I I if if I still had a 360 in my room probably. Uh, that's all I. The only the only new games I play would probably be X Plague apart from shooters. But uh, Chet, I think I speak on behalf of all uh, Chet and John's uh, podcast listeners. We want to know what happened to Silver Dollar Games. Are they still making games? Uh, Are they, they part of the Xbox ID program? They've gone kind of. They were very active on Twitter, and I haven't looked recently. But they've kind of, from what I saw, they've kind of gone a little bit silent. But they're working and have been for the last three years on a sequel to One Finger Death Punch. I'm hoping that this means that they're deep in development and it's almost done. But um, yeah, it's they're making it for PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm just I can't wait for that game. It, I don't know what the status of it is, but yeah. See, I'm more interested in a um, in a uh, Mount Your Friends Two man. I need to. I need an Xbox One version. I haven't heard anything from that guy. He he was like the superstar of Xbox, and I haven't heard anything about what he's doing or whether he's moved to another uh, platform or anything. I don't know. Well, get get on the old blower, get a few interviews done, well, that's straight on the podcast, isn't it? That's it. Genuine. Done. Genuine. Know I mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right, <laughs> next question. Okay, so the last one we've got, which is, um, in honour of Chet's new podcast, what would each of you consider a standout example of a cult game? Right, so first of all, explain your new podcast. Uh, I have a podcast called Cult Film Face-Off, uh... And it's yeah, it's on iTunes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, me and an old friend, uh, we take two cult films that have some kind of connection to each other. We discuss them, and then we pick which one's better. So that, yeah, that's the show. Cult film face off. Right. So, is there such a thing as a cult computer game? Um, I think it, cult computer games are more likely to be big budget games that kind of uh, didn't get any respect. I mean, I think Syndicate, the the EA remake of Syndicate, got no love. It, it got you know there was vitriol thrown at it before it came out when it came out, and then nobody bought it. And that is a really, really impeccably made, really, really exciting game that basically... You know, so I think that's a cult game because... But it's weird that games, I think, would tend to be high-budget studio releases, whereas the films tend to be ones that are made independently. Like, um, yeah, I see. I, I, I agree with you there. I like... I, I mean... I'm trying to think of some examples, really. Where, where I mean, Vanquish would probably be. No, uh, uh, yeah, that's difficult. That kind of was critically lauded, and it sold in semi-decent numbers. I mean, I suppose it would. It would. T- uh, the, the man on the street hasn't heard of Vanquish, so uh, I suppose that. I could mean, probably I, be I, I think... stuff like like System Shock too. You know that sort of thing. Which... Oh no, it begins like Deadly Premonition. Oh, that's yeah, that's probably a decent one. Yeah. How about Demon Souls? That was probably the uh, the cult game before Dark Souls came out. 
there was a, a, a group of people that absolutely adored that game and thought it was the best thing ever. And I mean, I, I don't know. There's a, a bunch. I, I, I don't really like. Alan White. That's probably right, a dis- that, that's probably a decent show. I mean, again, it's sold fairly well, but it's something that's kind of disappeared and people don't speak up for. It's weird. The whole. I mean, we've been wrestling with this on that show we do. What is the fuck is a cult film? What's a cult game? I don't know how you define it. You can't. That's the fucking no. problem. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah. played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Uh, objectively a terrible game, an infuriatingly terrible game, but while playing it, as somebody who used to love the original Tony Hawk game so much... Me and my girlfriend played it on the couch, like uh, swapping the pad for like an entire evening. I was like, I- I'm not going to lie, I-, I enjoyed that experience. I can imagine somebody playing that game; it's their first Tony Hawk game and loving it, despite how utterly, utterly fucked it is. So I think that might be a contender, just not one of mine. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's hard to define. So it's got. I can't. I, I mean, I can't really. If Sean's here, put, he'll say have... like binary domain or like you've always said Vanquish. Oh, you? binary domain is a perfect example. A bit, you know, released by Sega, huge budget, really fucking inventive. That's a that, that's that's the that's probably the default answer. Oh, but that's the nice one, Sean. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the input, Sean. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, we're done here. Let's hear the uh, let's hear Matt talk his talk his game. This is where he shines. Look, Dave, I will I will mention right. You know, on the weeks I wasn't here. And yeah. someone actually emailed in to complain the fact that you hadn't actually read out the email address properly. That's why That's I do right. this bit. Okay. All right. Don't get aggressive. <laughs> Don't, calm down. We've all had a coffee. We've all had, sure. a, we've all had 17 Amstels. Um, this show is obviously on iTunes we're also on Overcast, we're on Pocket Casts if you're on Android and you want to subscribe Um, but we'd love your emails, we've already had two this week, we could have three next week who knows, anyway, email the show at thecomputergameshow at gmail.com we're on Twitter of course, we're at computergamepod on Twitter, we're on Facebook just search for uh, the Computer Game Show and we're on YouTube uh, just search for the Computer Game Show there um, that's where you'll find archives of our streams. You know, Dave's stream he's done uh, in the week where he's playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and new episodes of the show which go up every single Wednesday. Uh, we're also on Twitch, um, just Twitch.tv/slash Computer Game Show. If you want to follow us and be notified when Dave or any of us does a stream uh, in the near distant future, is that? I tell you what, Skype must have known. Uh, that I hate that bit of the show because you completely cut out so throughout that whole thing. Yeah, for me too. <laughs> no, I. I, I I, I heard ringing. I heard as if like someone was dialing back in. Oh, well, we're, we're, we're back anyway, so it's all good. Mm. Um, Chet, thanks so much for coming no on. No problem. Um, I, I hope you get back to playing. Because someone, you've missed a couple of tweets out because I see I did see someone tweeting asking you when your batters videos were coming back. Yeah, oh, we need them. Oh, Batters, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm so out of the loop, but if Batters 1 is as good as it's been in the alpha, then I might well make some Batters videos. You've got to, right? You've got to get back on. Yeah, yeah, fun. I I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just upgraded my computer, so it won't be such a chore to make videos. So, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Definitely do that. And um, and plug your stuff again. Where they can, where can they find this new podcast of yours? Uh, well, we're at Cult Film Face Off on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, we're on Facebook and all those other channels. And we're on like Acasts and the same places, you know, the usual places. But uh, yeah, we're also actually, we're on YouTube, uh, CFFO on YouTube. Uh, I think that's the best way to, basically, we, I take an episode and I put corresponding footage to the, to the uh, podcast. So if we talk about something in a film, you can actually see it happen, which I think is the best way to, if we're going to, if it's going to take off in any way, I think it'd be through YouTube. So yeah, check that out. 
CFFO. Have you taken down your Bill and Ted one? I had to take it down, re-edit it, and then put it back up. Because apparently if you have more than 19 19 or 21 seconds of a film running, uh, it's copyright infringement. So you have to just chop it down to 18.5. Some some number anyway. And yeah, it was a completely arbitrary thing. But yeah, it's, it's back up. Yeah, well, watch that because it's really good. It's completely like idiotic and pointless. But yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's what I like. Mm. Um, <laughs> so am I. You're <laughs> um, right. Thanks for li- living it. <laughs> Sean should be back next week. Uh, and hopefully we can get back to uh, normality. Um, thanks again, Chet. Cheers. We'll see you soon. Watch it. Take care, darlings. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye.